I gotta warm up my Rob Zombie right. first. Hey, yeah, we're the one that you wanted. Hey, yeah, we're dead and lovely. <laughs> How's that? It's fucking perfect. I think it sounded just like him. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, like like if Cookie Monster cleared his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try again. Yeah. 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 Welcome, dead and lovely <laughs> listeners, to your absolute Good favorite transition. horror movie review podcast in this universe and beyond. Why? It's dead and lovely here with the host. With the absolute most, it's me, your best friend. It's Uncle Ben. And the host with many Hollywood Steve. Oh, Hollywood Steve. I don't have the most. I don't even have more, but I got many. Oh yeah, I got a yeah. handful, couple mm-hmm. two tree, couple the host two, with three. a couple two yeah. tree. I ain't mm-hmm. got the most, but I got what I need. There's a couple two tree, <laughs> a couple two tree. That's exactly right. I'll tell you what, Steve, it's getting hot all over here in the Dollywood Hills. It is warming up. It's getting a little warm. It's nice. My I'm, dog is loving it. I'm okay with that. Me too. I'm very okay with that. Yeah. You're typically more of a cold weather man yourself. Well, right? I well okay. I like I like summer probably the best it's just that i sweat in the winter so the you summer the winter sweat yeah so in the summer i'm just drenched and my car doesn't have air conditioning Ooh. i found out so do you think winter sweat could tour with dead dad winter sweat and- winter sweat <laughs> <laughs> that's how it sounds too where it's just yeah. like a bunch of noise with some double bass yeah pretty yeah. sure mm-hmm. and something about satan probably yeah oh yeah so you not got the ac so you're running you're running that 240 air conditioning huh uh-huh. two winters down at 40 miles per hour huh it sucks. Honestly, I yeah, haven't had to good. do it in a yeah. long time when you're driving on the interstate with windows down. Yeah. It's the worst. The problems that I have are twofold. What's there that? Is, there's the long hair problem. Yeah. Yeah, I my hair up, is all over the place. I end up choking down a lot of hairs down the old guzzle. Mm-hmm. That's or no good. Just getting straight. Like, my glasses will get so greasy because my hair just keeps getting blown all over my oh, glasses. Yeah? yeah. Got the old blow over there. The huh? blow over. Mm-hmm. And also, too, it's, you know makes it really hard to listen to, to podcasts or, right. or isolated guitar tracks as you roll exactly. down. <laughs> it's the worst. I'm telling you, the amount of time that I spend listening to isolated like guitar tracks, bass mm-hmm. track. I've talked about this before. I listen to that shit while like, I run yeah. and jog and stuff, but also while I drive down the road. I'm like, I, let's hear what just the guitar on Sweet Emotion sounds like. I could barely hear Ben when the radio twice played Little Nas X's Horses in the back, or whatever it's fucking called. Twice on my way down here. It's no, a no, forty no. minute drive, and they played it twice. Two times. It was playing when I got in my car, and it was playing when I got off the exit to come here. Why? I don't know. It's like legit one of the only songs where, like, because like I don't have a CD player or anything. Yeah. It's just radio. It's Jesus. one of the only songs where I'm like, I'll just turn it all the way down and hope. I catch the next song like <laughs> it's that or maybe some Post Malone like where I'm just like I don't want to hear this but Post Malone at least it's just like I'm, whatever I'll just turn it down a little bit yeah. with that I'm like fuck jeez this is the third episode in a row yeah where you've talked about, about how that much I hate song. this fucking song holy shit people love that song though you need to put yourself on some 103.5 and just soak up that classic, it's a classic rock, rock dude get, get at least three ACDC Why? songs in on the way over I do I prefer to listen to hip hop when I drive yeah yeah cause like I don't know. Most hip hop that's on the radio nowadays is like pretty low key on the beat. Yeah. And it kind of keeps me calm. Whereas if I listen to something like driving, I get more like 
aggressive while I'm driving. Not so, a lot of rain and blood in your car, for example. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember losing. Like I remember driving to Walter State back in the day when we went to Walter State together and yeah. listening to like Dillinger Escape Plan and shit. And oh just, shit! Like, yeah. Weaving in and out of traffic <laughs> and shit. I wasn't in a hurry. It's just the music had me convinced I was. That Dillinger will get you to put the hammer down. Hell yeah! I'll tell you that, man. <laughs> it will. Cry all right, <laughs> You yeah. ever listen to any Rob Zombie on your? commutes um i actually have never gotten into rob zombies in like uh solo stuff yeah but i was a huge white zombie like white zombie everybody was yeah. white zombie was what transitioned me from mostly being into punk to really getting into metal huh yeah the it was uh less sec less sex sister. Sister. Yeah. yeah 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 uh because thunder kiss 65 of was course. on beavis and butthead <laughs> the episode <laughs> yogurt's cool <laughs> and i remember seeing it and being like that that is a cool video because like yeah beavis and butthead was like a great source for new music that's the thing yeah they, yeah they were kind of like sneaking the vegetables in on the airplane of like here's some bands you should probably check yeah out. exactly yeah so like yeah and they actually i remember because they would always you know rip on shit but yeah that white zombie video there were like this is cool like they were like way into it yeah and i remember getting that and then um whenever what's the next one super beat or yeah astro creep 2000 astro creep yeah. 2000 man that that album just fucking Kicked was out the so awesome yeah because yeah. like after after white zombie i got into like marilyn manson and i guess i got into a bunch of industrial too like ministry and nine inch nails but side note i found a guy on facebook the other day named marlon mason <laughs> He's the most unassuming looking guy. <laughs> because I'm just a fucking idiot. Like I screenshotted this guy and I sent it to like all my friends and I'm like, my mom told me he made satanic music when I was a kid. Marlon Mason. <laughs> and I I found it very amusing. That's hilarious. Marlon Mason. Marlon Mason. <laughs> so okay. that kinda I got you to transition over into some of that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. What's was... the thing about like white zombie is it was never just straight metal. Like no. there were these like electronic influences. Yeah, it is and, closer to ministry, I would say, than it is to yeah. say Close Metallica. to an industrial or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was listening. Um, yeah, what made me kind of think of this is I was jogging yesterday, and I was really just trying to muster up some good like shit talk about this movie and Rob Zombie <laughs> and stuff. So I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna put on fucking all these old Hellbilly Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah. And, and like uh, you know more human than human by yeah. Rob Zombie and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is going to suck, right? And I put it on. I'm it like, doesn't. this doesn't suck at it all. Holy no. shit. Like, the thing is, is whenever you listen to More Human Than Human. That's such a great song. It's fucking awesome. It's, it's so still great. fucking awesome. It's so fucking good. Yeah. The production on it is colossal. Like, yeah. the low end and mm-hmm. the, just the bass and the drums yeah. and the low end of the drums and stuff. And the low end of all that synthesizer yeah. and stuff is gigantic. And it's almost... It's almost put together like a fucking James Brown mix. Like, if you right. listen to that on headphones... Uh-huh. There is a track of tambourine in each ear. Really? Yeah, there's just two tambourines shaken in huh. both ears. And it's like, when you think fucking metal, tambourine isn't really on the menu, but it makes it groove so nasty. It's, yeah. that, it's that same effect that you hear in, um, you know, like Sad But True by Metallica. Yes. Like, widely regarded, one of the heaviest Metallica songs ever. But there's all kinds of, like, cassaba and shaker and, like, tambourine huh. and shit all over that song. There's Lars was about, going crazy, huh? Oh, yeah. Just he was like, I haven't thing. gotten into buying paintings yet, so. <laughs> Tambourines and you remember that? I know thing. I've talked about this before. You remember oh, that in that the documentary prick. where he was oh, yeah. at that auction buying the painting, and he got the painting, and then he was like, 
I am wiped out. Oh, he, <laughs> he was, was like, dude, it was I beyond want you that. To die. <laughs> he was selling his art. Oh, yeah. God. You're talking about some kind of monster, right? Yes. Yeah, that's where he's like selling some of his work and mm-hmm. stuff. Just. I'm wiped out. God, I love Metallica. Wiped out from Still other people buying your art. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> making all this draining. money. Uh, it's exhausting. But yeah, like I wanted to talk shit about yeah. that stuff, but I found myself listening to like, like Super Beast and being like, God, this is awesome. Like the guitar tone, the hooks, and everything—they're yeah. fucking great. And here's the thing: people need to like, like, because we all think of Rob Zombie as this metal dude. Yeah, Rob Zombie is an artist. Who got lumped into metal. Yeah. Like, he started at the Parsons School of Design in New York. No shit. Yeah. He and he and Sean Isolt, his, his bass player and girlfriend, were both at Parsons and started an art band called the, White Zombie. The chicks that played bass in White Zombie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, they were, they were, they didn't start as metal. They weren't part of this, like, deep metal scene. They were part of this artist scene. That's the same with Gore. Gore is a bunch of fucking exactly. art students. Yeah. Um, and and then when they moved to LA, this is kind of when they sort of started to kick off. They made the video for um, Thunder Kiss sixty five. Yeah, they made that video and that kind of like launched them. Yeah. At the time when they moved to LA, he and Shawnee's all were working as production assistants on Pee Wee's Playhouse. No way. Yes. No way. Yes. Rob Zombie used to work on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes. He is one. I'm just one of the list some people who worked on Pee Wee's Playhouse that need to be recognized. Uh, Phil Hartman got his start basically on Pee Wee's yeah. Playhouse. Holy shit. That's right. He Lawrence was on Fishburne, there. Cowboy yeah. Curtis. Uh huh. He had done some stuff before, but that was like his big role up to that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Essipatha Merkerson, who played the palm reader in Jacob's Ladder and also in 400 episodes of Law and Order, started on. Um, Dude, and now I remember playoffs. her. Now that you mention her, I totally yeah, fucking remember the, all these people. Uh-huh, here. She was the post office lady, wasn't she? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Natasha Leone. Who's Natasha Leone? Natasha Leone from Orange is the New Black and uh, Russian Doll. Oh, shit. Wait, yeah. she's on the show? She was a little kid on the show. No way. And she's awesome. Straight up, R.I.P. John Singleton got his start on Pee Wee's Playhouse. He like just died, right? Just died, yeah. Guy that did Boys in Hood. Yes. Got his start start on on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Along with Rob Zombie. Along with Rob Zombie and Sean Isolt of White Zombie. That's so weird. Just the the fact that you could walk onto that soundstage and shake hands with all these people that would Mm -hmm. become like mega legends. Right. And at that time, we're just like struggling. Had Whoa. no idea. Like, first off, probably thinking I'm working on this kids show. It's never going to go anywhere. Yeah, but dude, it did. I mean, that's Pee Wee's Playhouse was huge for like eight years. Yeah, until yeah. He got it, caught jerking off in one place that everybody's supposed to jerk yeah, off. Yeah, I, I kind of think everybody jerks off in a porn theater. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so dumb, man. That's crazy. So, do you think like the whole kind of inception of White Zombie? Do you think that? It kind of became. It was a band so that they could make music videos, so they could make the visual art. Or do you think the? Well, yeah, the uh, the videos became a big thing for him. He made all the video. Like he's responsible yeah. for the White Zombie videos and the, the Rob Zombie videos, like like yeah. Super Beast and Dragula and all that stuff yeah. are awesome. Fucking he also awesome. did the hallucination animation scene in Beavis and Butthead to America. I've never seen Do America. What? I know. I saw that in the theaters. I was so excited like, for it. I lived through the 90s. Yeah. I have never seen it. Beavis and Butthead was so great. I was totally not allowed to watch that stuff when I was mm. a kid. I'd watch it when, when mom wasn't home. Yeah. 
but I was totally not allowed to watch that stuff. Yeah. I remember being a kid and watching Beavis and Butthead and seeing Gore. Yeah. Like when they had Gore and it showed uh-huh. like the big worm like eating uh-huh. that guy and stuff and just having no fucking clue but being like terrified at what was going oh, on. Oh, no. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, dear. Oh, yeah. bother, I said. <laughs> I was Winnie the Pooh as a child. I imagine Beavis and Butthead doesn't hold up, <laughs> but... Probably not. Back in the day, man. Frog baseball. Such a gra- yeah, it was such a great show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it spawned King of the Hill, which right. is legit one of the best uh, long-running adult animation shows out yeah. there. Yeah. Dang, man. So cool. Anyway, but like... I wanted to talk a little bit about Rob Zombie to just because like I'm kind of wondering at this point why it is every time he makes a movie people are already mad at him. It does kind of like, kind of seem that way. They were mad at him before Halloween, right? Yeah. Like, is it one of those things where he's double dipping? Where it's just like, no, Choose you can't one, be a Baco. successful musician and successful director. Choose one. Like, I, I just don't get why people hate. Like, yeah. I understand. Yes, he had a foot in the door because he was a musician. So, yeah, he probably got to direct this movie before he was necessarily ready to direct a movie. Yeah, he kind of had a leg up on the whole, like, there's probably a lot of people out there that were like, I could make a better movie than that. Right. And yeah, I, didn't I went get to, to film school. I know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, he got to make a movie because he's already famous from White Zombie. But he didn't get to make a movie because of that. He got to make a movie because he made a haunted house attraction for Universal Studios that reinvigorated their Halloween Horror Nights. Which is now like a huge it's fucking gigantic. thing. It's yeah, gigantic. Yeah. In, in LA, seriously, when, around uh, the time it's about to be October and, and all throughout October you're going to see advertisements everywhere and you will still see Halloween Horror Nights advertisements throughout the year where it's yeah. just like, get ready. You might want to get your tickets quick because oh, yeah. everybody's going to fucking go. Yeah, yeah. And he's responsible with his attraction for reinvigorating it. And so Universal Studios said, what do you want to do? So you're <laughs> saying that basically all these like mega ultra elitist hardcore horror nerds yeah. that love that shit can turn around and say, thanks, Rob Zombie. Oh, yes. Thanks, Bobby Zed. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Robert Zombert. <laughs> it's his full name. Bobby Zed, of course. It's the UK edition. UK moniker. UK edition. That's crazy. I had no idea that he did that stuff. That yeah. that was what reinvigorated Halloween Horror Nights, which is now just an institution. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like it's huge all throughout LA. Like just haunted stuff during Halloween because you got all these special effects people that want to show off. But like he's kind of the reason why that is because yeah. he created this opportunity for all these cool things to be shown off because he's an artist. And again, obviously, he yeah. didn't get hired to direct the movie because he was a musician. He got hired to direct a movie because he got into the office. So many people who never get into an office to pitch anything are just, they think it's such this mysterious moment yeah, of yeah. like, you're sitting in this dark room in front of this huge group of old white men who yeah. all determine your career. Yeah, and they're like, so you get to make a movie now. When really you're sitting down with an executive who's like, I really need some fucking titles to get out yeah. soon you got or I'm going to be fired. What do you have? Because you're in <laughs> front of me right now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just took his opportunity and said, uh, I have this idea. And what it was was his idea for the next Halloween Horror Night uh-huh. for a haunted house called House of a Thousand Corpses. But because they asked him what he wanted to do, yeah, he was just like, I have this idea for a movie called House of a Thousand Corpses. And right. they started describing basically ideas he had for the haunted house, and they bought it. 
It's not his well, fault yeah. that he was in the room and got the opportunity. Yeah. So again, don't know why people hate Rob Zombie. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That is kind of cool. And, and you know, I, I have to admit, like, I'm totally guilty of it too. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally guilty of jumping on the like, fuck all this guy's movies train. Yeah. He has made some shit. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about. Well, one yeah, of we're gonna talk about his filmography for sure. But. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has made some bullshit, but. So a lot of people. So a lot of fucking we people. We let people. We let it slide yeah. because it's like, well, that was your chosen career was to go into directing and so yeah you might make some shit but you'll make some good stuff but right well and ultimately he's clearly somebody that that loves the genre of horror yeah like even if you don't like the work i I say the same thing about people that like don't like joe bonamassa like it's kind of cool among guitar players to talk shit about bonamassa right because he's like mega famous and has a billion dollars and shit but the guy fucking loves guitar yeah you know and it's like you don't have to like the music you don't have to like rob zombie's movies but at the same time, a, a rising tide raises all ships. Yes. You should be happy that this many people are buying tickets to see a guitar player. That's yes. good for all guitar players. It really is. You should if be happy people are that, that into yeah. guitar players, your band, you're, you're in a band, a you're a guitar chance, player, dude. they're interested in you. Yeah, exactly. If you're showing good technique, they know good technique, yeah. they're like, this band is great because that guitarist is awesome. Yeah. And the same with the Rob Zombie horror stuff where it's like, do I love all these movies? No. No. Do I love that people are going out on in droves and spending millions of dollars to watch horror movies in theaters yeah. that are widely distributed? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yes, of course I do. That's good for the entire state of horror. Yeah. You know? But I, I gotta admit, don't like a lot of his flicks. Yeah. Don't like a lot of the flicks. And I watched one of them this week, Steve. You did. I did. And uh, I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, I also hate it i'm talking about a 31 yeah i hate it i watched it last night i think night. it's his worst movie by far it, it's just absolutely horrible yeah, it is absolute bad. dog shit like it kind of crossed my mind last night okay somebody in the facebook group had posted that they had just watched it and it was just unbelievably bad i can't remember who it was that posted oh no it, uh, it was uh, it was <laughs> it was grimes who yeah. i'm still gonna defeat in a hell in a cell match oh, obviously yep. of course um he had mentioned that he hates lords of salem oh and then somebody in the comments mentioned 31, 31. was fucking dog That's shit what it was okay yeah and everybody i think i don't know anybody who likes this i don't movie. know anyone who's who's enjoyed yeah. it no so last night kate was like oh i'm gonna go upstairs and wash my face put on pajamas and stuff i'll be back in 10 minutes or whatever and I was like, yeah, I'll put on this 31 just to see how horrible it is. And so she went upstairs and she like washed her face and stuff. She sent me a text. She's like, actually, I think I'm just going to stay up here and go to bed. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm practicing guitar. I'll just Might leave this well movie playing. Yeah. God damn, it's, it's just awful. Yeah. It is just horrible. It's low rent running man yeah. with only despicable characters. Yeah. That it's just like watching people you hate die at the hands of other people you hate. So it's like... A waste of time. So it's like it's like, oh boy, that person I hate died. Oh, but that person I hate killed him. So it's just like you're yeah. right in the middle where you're like, I don't care. Yeah, I started at zero. Yeah, this person died, still at zero. They killed this person, still nothing. Still nothing. Yeah, don't care. Just I at just no point do you care. care. And like the guy who's like the final guy, 
Yeah. He's supposed to Doom be like head. He's supposed to be a badass. So it's, at no point do I buy that. No, dude. At no none point am none I of these of fucking people are badasses. No. None of like these hardcore killers and shit. Right. That they roll out to kill these just normal ass people. Mm-hmm. They get dispatched so easily and yeah. so like it's just like oh somebody snuck up behind him and fucking clocked him. Yep. Easy. And they give him all these opportunities to like run away. Yeah. They're like okay, you got twenty minutes, run away, and I'll come find you. The, I mean, this why? is this is why he does need some middlemen because yes. the 31 was crowdfunded so yes. he didn't have anyone to answer to nope and dude that is exactly something that I'll, I'll say about a thousand corpses too yeah he needs a no man standing around yep we've seen what happens when people that even have like prolific creative minds yeah have no one to tell them no this is how you get the clone wars when yep. there's somebody there to tell you no George that's a bad idea that's mm-hmm. how you get a new hope George we shouldn't make the entire thing green screen oh my god yeah. dude but it's like you see with a lot of these types it's like when there's when there's nobody there putting limits on it saying that's not in the budget or that's not a good idea yeah man dude they can't all be shiners they, no, they can't, can't all be shiners and I mean I, I think that's I'm not just picking on them. I think it's very common of every person. Yes. That every idea you have can't be fucking gold. You need, yes. You you need people along the way to take what you think is this wonderfully ornate, beautiful thing and make it accessible to everyone. Yeah. Because, or, at least, or at least it's best form. Right. Because yeah. you can make an art film, that's fine. But if you have a $12 million budget, people are expecting something in return. Yeah. And this, they want it, people to see it. It made, I think, $800,000. Yeah. This, I mean, well, just a huge fucking bath. I'll, I'll tell you, one of the things about it that I just could not fucking stand was just how juvenile and and vulgar and stupid it was and i don't mean that in a yeah. brutish way i mean no I'm that's just, exactly what it is based it's, on my language i've already put an r rating on this podcast right. I'm, I'm not a prude or anything but when it's just so obviously written like it reminded me of what it would be like if there was like a 14 year old boy mm-hmm. who's writing a script and he was like my mom's gonna be so mad if she yeah. ever read this ah. what if she finds out about my hispanic little person hitler yeah oh she'll be so mad fuck you mom fuck you mom and the dialogue <laughs> is just so unbelievably it's real bad juvenile it's like the worst dialogue of, of any of his movies for sure and no, I, I actually don't think he's so a lot of people think he's really bad at dialogue i don't think he's as bad at dialogue as he is at writing a sentence that can be easily said There's by that, someone yeah. who's not a good actor. <laughs> this, I mean, the stuff in 31 is is like guys being like, you picked the wrong dog dick to fuck Ugh. with shit nipples. Titties and boobies and shit dicks. Murder schools in session, monkey ass. <laughs> it's just like, this doesn't even make sense. Shit nipples? Murder schools in session. I'm gonna fuck your nipple ass. holes. Yeah. Like, that's just garbage. I actually, that, I was looking for those, because those are the lines I sort of think of when yeah. I think of, like, real bad zombie lines. I was looking for them in this, and I don't think this movie has... In a thousand? Yeah, I don't yeah. think House of a Thousand Corpses has many lines where it's like, nobody would say that. Right. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a little more natural, too. I think a lot of it may have been... I mean, because especially the stuff, the interstitial, like, grainy stuff that's obviously shot on, like, a home camera. Right. That seems improvised and stuff. And a lot of Otis's dialogue seems like he probably was just going off in a Manson style. Yeah. And they were taping it. Yeah, I think so. So I think maybe this one, because some of it's more improv... It seems more natural. Yeah, definitely. Than, than a lot of his uh, thirty-one, for instance, sounds it's just fucking terrible. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, it, it is seriously like he watched. 
he watched The Running Man and was like, I would love to have made this movie. And then he yeah. watched Saw and he was like, I think people like this kind of thing. So Maybe nobody will notice yeah. Yeah, if I put these things together. God, I hated it. I will yeah. say, uh, which is a common thing among zombie movies, visually it had some cool stuff in there. He's real good, yeah. Like There's I, some aesthetically cool stuff in there. He, his aesthetic is great. I, I think, obviously, there are a lot of directorial choices he made in this yeah. and editorial choices that are just... But he gets better and better. I mean, honestly, he goes from this to Devil's Rejects, and yeah. Devil's Rejects is gorgeous. I love Devil's Rejects. Yeah, and it's it looks such a great, great movie. Yeah, yeah, I think that it's awesome. So, I mean, one complaint you can't have is that the stuff doesn't look good. I mean, sure, yeah. it looks like a badass music video. Yeah, you might not the like time. the aesthetic, but it's definitely there. Definitely looks yeah. good. So, I hated Thirty One so bad. Did you watch anything this week that you liked? Um, I didn't really watch a lot, but Comedy Bang Bang released their 10th anniversary episode just this week, and it is 10 hours long, Ben. That's a very, very long show. Yeah. Um, well, so it's a big show. It's a big, it's a big, big, big show. That is a long-ass cast. It really is. What did I talk about? Well, I mean, it's Comedy Bang Bang, so the general premise is that... Yucky jokes. Uh, Yucks. They have people come in and play characters. And um, normally on a uh, Comedy Bang Bang anniversary episode, they just he just sends out the invite to anybody who's been on the show mm-hmm. and says, hey, we're going to be recording the anniversary show at this time. Drop by. Um, and it'll, it'll get big. They'll have like 15, 20 characters in an episode or Jesus. something. And it's just like crazy. Um, but for this, Ten he hours. does like one to three people at a time for about 30 minutes. Uh, and so it never gets tired because yeah, it yeah. could easily for 10 oh, hours yeah, having yeah. the same people talking Yeah, 10 hours of cave pedo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what the problem would be with that. You guys want to come to my cave? Watch no, the no, no, none of that. Absolutely not. No, sir. Won't let you watch. I'm not interested at all. Hey, I would like to move away from you want to try some of my meal. Certainly not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm leaving now. Dr. Conrad Murray. <laughs> but was it Wait, the same? Cave, the cave pedo guy has Dr. Conrad. Murray, who's Michael Jackson's doctor. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus, juice. Anyway. But so, yeah. was it the, the main dude did 10 hours straight? Yeah, Scott Ackerman. He, he's... Um, I imagine they exhausting. took breaks. Well, I think... Because um, he does... He does Comedy Bang Bang every week. He also has, uh, you know, guest appearances and stuff. And he does yeah. a show called You Talking You Two to Me. Well, no. Now it's Are You Talking R-E-M-R-E Me. Uh, with Adam Scott, okay, like he he, I think he goes into the studio and normally does like a full day where he just records, yeah, and then goes home, right? So, so for I, him, it's just a little extra, an eight-hour day, yeah, that's just a little bit more, yeah. So um, it's it's great though. I mean, he's awesome. it, like everybody, like Paul F. Tompkins, Nick Kroll, um, tons of people that have been on the show for the past ten years are all there. Jason Manzukas, yeah, the big names you'd expect, Zoo. yeah. Exactly. So I've been listening to that. I think I still have three hours left. <laughs> God damn, yeah. dude. That's intense. I got to check it out. But other than that, I've just been staying off the internet, Ben. Uh-huh. Because my wife couldn't go see Endgame Jesus. on Friday night. Damn, wife. And she had to work on Sunday, so I couldn't watch Game of Thrones. So Sucks. you were just heading to the hills to stay away yeah, from these damn I was spoilers. Just, I, since Thursday afternoon, I've been limiting any social media 
any like I didn't go on Reddit or anything because no. I knew everything would be blown. I've just been limiting myself completely. Yeah, you have to. You have and to, dude. The, the way that people fucking spoil stuff, I, I really know. thought that people I would be tired it. of it by now. Yeah, I don't get it. What's I don't the fun even, in it? I have never once in my life been like, you know what I should do? Tell everybody how this ends. Yeah. I had fun when it happened to me and I saw it, so I should take that away from other people. Don't be a fucking shit heel dick, people. Yeah, don't that do that shit. It's stupid. It's not Just funny. In general. It's not fun. Well, of course it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, there's an entire segment of humor that, right. in quotes, that uh, tons of people are involved in on the internet and in pranks and things like that, where it's like, see, I've devastated someone else. I've ruined their life. <laughs> see how funny this is? I have an effect on people, and I just realized it. Wow. Yeah. I really pwned them libs. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of it thing. It really is that thing, though, where it's yeah. just like, especially for quiet people, people who grow up quiet and don't seem to have an effect on people around them when they get on the internet and realize I can say the N-word or I can like start going off on this and Tell I people actually suck affect at guitar. people and they have to talk back to me. Right. Even yeah. though the things they're saying back to me are things that obviously they're frustrated i'm at least getting some interaction well that's that's ultimately like the big demise of so much goodness of humanity that we see on the internet it was when people figure out they're addicted to getting attention Uh and it's easier to get attention by pissing on the rug than being a good dog it really is you know Mm -hmm. and so i have seen so many people to the presidency (laughs) fuck you 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 don't like it (laughs) (laughs) it really like like that is it it'll lead you to the presidency and it's just a straight up where it's like oh my god this is the world we live in where you seriously like you can find a way to piss your way up the yeah, ladder. piss your way up. That's exactly it. Yeah, I love this guy because he pisses off the people I don't like. Fuck that. Fuck me, dude. And that's then, then then they hear us say fuck Trump, and they're like, oh, you don't talk bad do? about orange don't man. Don't talk bad about my favorite orange man. <laughs> you damn snowflakes are so mean. <laughs> <laughs> you snowflakes. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. D- just take for a second and imagine the world that we live in, where we have to be surrounded. We're here in the south. Yeah, but we're sometimes surrounded by people that love this fucking guy. Sometimes my life is hard. Big fucking deal. <laughs> exactly. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Everybody's life is hard. Maybe recognize it and realize we all need to work together yeah. to fix that. That'd Instead be great. Instead of working against each other constantly. I'll uh, I'll drink a co-beer Hell to that, yeah. Steve. Steve, I'm excited to share this co-beer with you right I am here. I too, because I haven't had this one. So I, I totally, I beer cheated on you. I found <laughs> three of these at the market the other day. Yeah. And I was like grabbing two for the show and one for me tonight. Because hey, we've been looking for a Lagunitas so you've, you've had spoilers. I've had spoilers. Spoiler. Spoiler alert, it's really good. Uh, this is the Lagunitas uh, 2018 one-hitter series, Mazango, oh, a Mazeo hot a- Mosaic Hopped Ale. That's hard to say. It Brewed is. with mango juice. 7.7 ABV. And it is so fucking good, That is a uh, well-hydrated morning pee. Yep, that's yep. exactly what it looks <laughs> that's like. That's what that is. Where it's, it's a little darker clear than and normal pee, but it's still pretty fucking clear. And my, my, my pee always has a good frothy head on it like that, too. <laughs> what causes that when you do get that? Is that like some chemical maybe? Because like, a you know, sometimes reaction. you pee in somebody's toilet and it's like, why is this foaming? It's true. That does happen yeah. sometimes. I wonder if that was just me. Yeah, no. It's not I, just me. I hope it's their toilet and not my pee. 
<laughs> Get you a pull of that and see what that does oh, to you. It smells light. It's super juicy and very mango heavy. Oh, yeah. Isn't that good? Oh, man. Perfect for a warm day like this. That's almost as good as a Mike's Hard Lemonade Mango. It sure is getting there, buddy. It's just about there. They're working on it. Lagunese, that is really good. Like, that is insanely drinkable. Like, you yeah. could crush a ton of those. Yes. Way, <laughs> What's way. What's the ABV 7.7. Oh, no. So it would be dangerous, yeah. too. And it doesn't taste. Because you don't taste alcohol at all. No, not at all. It just it's has just a like nice, It's just like a watered-down mango sort of uh, hop. Yeah. You it's can not taste, terribly hoppy. Yeah, it's you there, can taste but. a little bit of that. Just a little resininess, yep. maybe. But it's mostly just mango and delicious. Isn't it good? Mm-hmm. Did not disappoint. No. And that's the thing is like I'd like to to raise a toast to the most epic entertainment weekend we've damn about Seriously. ever had. We're not gonna go deep and talk about this. Oh stuff. no, yeah, we're, we're not gonna spoil it. We just after said, we just ranted yeah. about spoilers. <laughs> the uh, we just experienced the Game of Thrones mm-hmm. mega ultra battle. Wow, um, it was it unreal. was mega ultra. And three more episodes to go. Yeah, at least one more battle to go. Yeah fucking insane. It's going to be severe. It's yeah, going to be severe. It is. Dude, that episode that we just watched, was I was so, I, I was seriously it. holding my breath for like yep. 90 minutes. Yep. I could not believe it. Yeah. All the imagery and stuff, the way that we got to spend time with so many characters mm-hmm. and see so many great moments. And of course, the, the climax. My mind has never went from oh no to oh yeah! Oh yeah! So quick. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because seriously, like, the sense of hopelessness in mm-hmm. this episode, I can't overestimate. Yeah. It was absolutely And dire. if you think I just spoiled something, let me tell you. They don't have three more episodes of the season after everybody dies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, obviously you knew somebody. Obviously, there are going to be a ton of deaths, but yeah. like something's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you've seen shows before, right? Right. You've heard stories, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's really one of those things that is one of the biggest achievements in cinematic. Oh yeah. Fucking history. Loved it, and like it really does. It it is something that you could go to a movie theater and watch. Like, it's oh, an yeah. hour and 22 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it is intense, just... I would love to see it on a big screen. If I could go see this, like, on a huge screen, I yeah. would fucking love I bet that. it would look great, honestly, because it, it was a little dark on TVs, but, like, with a, a projector. Yeah. That would look great. I saw a lot of people complaining about how dark that it was. I and, liked it. I mean, it was really dark, but it's like, to me, it just lended to the sense of absolute chaos. That's of, how you would feel if you were there. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't be able to see everything that's going on. No. When you're fighting, like, a, yeah. an innumerable army... And there's yeah. people falling and fighting all around you. And there's like yeah. ash falling from the sky and all kinds of shit. It would be like Probably complaining like if, if you were complaining during the Battle of Bastards where there's just that camera that's under all the people. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't see anything. Happening. I couldn't see the horses yeah. good. That's uh. how you're supposed to feel like you're suffocating. Yeah, that yeah. was the thing. Yeah, in yeah. Battle of the Bastards, it was like you felt like you were in the middle of uh-huh. that fucking mosh pit of yeah. a battle. And that's what this felt like to me, too. Yeah. I can't wait to see how things. I loved how they kept out, transitioning man. to from different parts of the yes. battle. Like, yeah, they did a great job. So, yeah, that Game of Thrones episode. And there's some so like good. horror elements in there too. Yes, like, there I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna spoil what I'm talking no. about here, but well, I mean, again, you know that the White Walkers are yeah, horrific. They're fucking zombies. <laughs> they're zombies. Yeah, yes. There's zombies in there, dude. <laughs> so there were some great horror elements and stuff in there too. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack was sick. Yeah, soundtrack was baller. Dude. About midway through that that 
musical section yeah. where it's just like, God damn, it I was know. so perfect. I know. Yeah. It's amazing. It's one of those things where I'm really thinking back about all the previous seasons and how long I've been watching this show and kind of coming to terms with the fact that like in three weeks this story will be com- concluded. But I think we both have had this experience because you, you guys have been, you rewatched it. Yeah. Or are you still in the middle of that? Or So we finished watching through, we kind of jumped around. We did seasons yeah. one, well, two, three, four. We skipped five, six. We watched seven. Okay. You know, five, just, six are kind of trivial. I'd yeah. still like to rewatch them that yeah. honestly. Yeah, I think five, six are a lot of setup and, and payoff for a lot early of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've been rewatching it too. And I had just rewatched an episode and in the episode something is said that's foreshadowing and i was like wait that they've not paid on that like that's not come back yet and right. i was like wait that's coming back yeah dude and then it fucking did in the episode and yes. i was like what the fuck yes. yes dude that's like such major fan service to the people who have been watching this stuff all along and yeah I mean, we, we we saw it in like the last harry potter book Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw it in Avengers Endgame, which we'll talk about too. Yeah. But when you can like pay tribute to those deep cuts because you know that the people that are reading or watching or whatever this shit know every word of it by heart. Uh-huh. And you know whenever you make this kind of obscure reference to something that happened many seasons ago, it's going to click with a lot of people. Yeah. You know how much they care about this shit. Well, and I was thinking like the end of Game of Thrones... It really isn't the end at all because I've rewatched that show so many times. I mean, that's the thing. I, I say that I'm I'm so scared yeah. of it ending, but it's like I've reread Harry Potter stuff and rewatched the movies. It's honestly, 8 million times. it's like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, I think a ton of people out there would say Return of the King is too long, but me sitting there was like, I don't want it to end. Just I keep going. Say, just I keep would going. say, Good day to you, sir. Yeah, good, good day, day to, to you. you. <laughs> Return of the King is not too long. Right. So you're sitting there like, I don't want it to end. I don't want well, it to end. And then when it does, you're like, I could start it again. Yeah, I could do that over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's one of those journeys that is so epic and massive that like, whenever it's done, you just want to be like, man, how did this all begin? Yeah. What were those simple How'd that times? all happen? Because that will happen. Because again, I'm, I know we're going to see in three more episodes, we're going to see so much stuff paying off from things you didn't even notice along the way. Right. Like totally. I didn't really even notice that when Jamie and uh, this is not from the new episode, when Jamie and uh, Brienne yeah. were at, um, were kidnapped by the Boltons. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even notice that the person who takes care of him is Kyburn, who becomes the the maester that's of, right. of Cersei yeah. and hand to the queen. That's right. I forget. Yeah, he's the one that like heals his like wounded uh, yeah. cut off hand and shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So like again, three more episodes, you'll be able to go back and watch the series again and be like, oh, all of this is way more significant than I realized yeah. at the time. Because like, I guarantee seasons five and six probably have a lot more significance. And will pay off more, probably maybe near here at the end because that you know there was a lot of Iron Island stuff and Dorn stuff there right. that maybe will come back into play. Very well, could be man. Yeah. And plus, let's not be stupid. The books still aren't done. That's true. There's still the books to <laughs> yeah. finish off. I, if he ever does. He might not make it. I yeah. am sure that he is so fucking goddamn tired of people being like, no, I think he's going to die before you finish him. Could you imagine that? Like, people could you constantly imagine talking about you dying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is not even like, I sure I'm going to miss him when he's gone, but he didn't finish my goddamn books. Right. I want to know the rest of the story. 
You know what I mean? I, that has to be I, kind of infuriating. I actually feel the same way kind of with Clive Barker and the, the Books of the Art series. with Because uh, he, he did the Great and Secret show and then um, the... Is that the Hellbound Heart? Is no, that no, that no. Uh, I don't know anything about him. Great and Secret show and then the, the sequel to that, I can't remember. But there's a, supposed to be a third. Those came out in the 90s. Whoa. <laughs> he made, and, and he's like, his health has been failing in the past few years. Yeah, yeah, he's doing So bad. it's like, is this ever going to come out? Is he ever going to like finish this trilogy no kidding but that's of course nowhere near as big as game of thrones yeah i can't imagine just the creative pressure that martin must be under though to be like Mm -hmm. i've created this thing it was like a hit among the nerds and then it became like a massive scale like global phenomenon right and then you're like all eyes on me i guess i'll finish my little books now (laughs) yeah like the expectation level has to be absolutely punishing i would think the seasons coming out before the books though would kind of take some of that pressure off where it's just like you get to see what hits and misses in those seasons and then you can in the book be like well i didn't intend that huh that's (laughs) a good point yeah he can see all the stuff that didn't work yeah and they'd be like, okay, so steer away from that. Maybe that was even his plan. He wants to wait until the end. and hmm. Because, honestly, the end of Game of Thrones would be the best time to release a new book. Yeah, absolutely. Because so. people would be like, I want more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Strike while that iron's hot. Yeah. George. Hey, George, we know you're listening. <laughs> Get that book out, son. And, of course, Avengers Endgame also just came out. The culmination of 21 other movies up Holy to this point. Holy shit, yeah. dude. Can you imagine if you were... Like let's say let's say like fifteen when Iron Man came out, you yeah. know, and you're like in your mid twenties now. Maybe right. you so have like you, a wife and kids like and shit. You, you know what though? Like crazy. Honestly, I think we were the best age for it because when we you're grew up reading the fucking books, dude. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We grew up with all this stuff, and this is a culmination. But like for a fifteen-year-old, I bet they went through the period where they're like, "I don't care about comic book movies anymore." Right. You always go through that. I'm an adult now. Period. Where yeah, you yeah. Re- like let go of all these things you love and try to embrace all these new things, and some of it sticks. And then a five years later, you're like, "Hey, didn't I love all those things right. back in the day? Yeah, those are really great. Still, still. sick. Yeah." Just like us and Jägermeister. <laughs> exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll get right back to that. Well, under Underberg is the new, like, cooler version of yeah, Jägermeister. Check, it, check out our Underberg video on the Instagram. <laughs> oh, it's, spoilers. It's terrible. It's gross. It's awful, man. <laughs> totally terrible. Yeah, we're not going to spoil up in games here, but, you know, it, it was it, it's so special to me to have gotten to watch these movies as a kid who... Yeah. You know, when I was reading these comics and stuff in the late 80s and early 90s... You didn't have anybody to talk to I had, it, really. Yeah, I had no yeah. friends that read comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movies weren't capable of showing the stuff that was yeah. in these comics. Just the special effects and stuff just weren't there. Yeah. So my whole life, I've been like, these stories are sick. Yeah. Yes, it's about people in tights shooting fire out of their hands yeah, whatever. and stuff like that. Uh-huh. These stories are sick. They're and great. I want, and it's like you try to explain to people... And they wouldn't get it. It was like, oh, it's comic books, kid stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't read comic books. That's for nerds. Obviously. And it's like, if you could only see in your imagination what I see when I read these comics, and then when we started watching these movies, like, whenever I saw the first Iron Man, it was like, oh my God, they fucking did it. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And they so actually good. did it. It's still so good. It's still in my top three mm-hmm. of all the Marvel movies. Yeah. Absolutely incredible, man. And so to see Endgame finally pay off on this stuff, I mean, dude, Infinity War was written how long ago yeah like 25 30 years ago infinity now? war was like yeah that was early 80s i believe it's or insane. maybe mid 80s 
and to finally see this this payoff and for it to be loved and adored by so many people mm-hmm. and handled with such respect and done so well. Uh, again, we're not gonna go super. Deep oh yeah, into we're it. not gonna spoil it. But obviously, we we fucking love it. Yeah, and we're planning on doing ourselves a little mini sode with a fella named Andrew Wood. One Andy Wood, who yeah. uh, you guys will remember from the Predator episode as well. Andy as is mini the kid who owned all the toys in Toy Story, of course. Andy has all the toys. Period, dude. That is true. You've been in his base. Yeah, he's got great toys. He's got the fucking flag. He's yeah. got the GI Joe. Dam- you could damn sleep on that. That's thing. awesome. It's gigantic. Yeah. So we're gonna do a mini sode talking about this with Andy because he's the most knowledgeable right, uh, nerd yeah. that we know. Exactly. <laughs> so stay tuned for that probably within the next week or so. Yeah, we didn't want we don't want to ruin it for anybody, but no. we also want we to strike while it. the iron's hot. Yeah. <laughs> like we want people to hear us. Yeah. yeah. But definitely definitely go see it. It was it was fucking great. Three hours. Yeah. Very, very well spent. I was surprised in uh Emily and I we <laughs> stupidly didn't pre buy tickets. And oh, just no. showed up at a nine o'clock showing yeah. um, at West Town Mall at the okay. Cinnabar, which if you live around here, is it nice? I've not it's been. Pretty yet. nice, yeah. really nice. It's like, like a I, damn dinner theater, right? It is like, and the food's actually good. Really? Yeah. What'd you have? I'm curious what um, like theater food. Well, we didn't is. actually watch it there, but I've been there before, and um, um, I think I had the pretzels there, but. Oh wait, no! I had uh, I had a chicken sandwich. The old chicken sandwich. It was huh? good, and it, really? it wasn't like chicken sandwich where it's like it was good, and then later you're like puking or <laughs> yeah. shitting everywhere. The chicken sandwich, like just regular old, well done chicken sandwich. Yeah. All right then. I was curious about that place. So you guys didn't buy tickets in advance, were you? Yeah. Watching, so we like, showed up at like nine, thinking, and it, it was empty. Yeah. At nine. Uh, and we would go up to our tickets and they were like, oh no, we're sold out through 11.45 tonight. Oh shit. And so we were like, fuck. And so we, we started looking for places and we went, we saw downtown had a 10 o'clock show and we went immediately on Fandango to buy the tickets and bought the tickets. And when we got there, they said they had just added that show in the morning. Oh wow. Cause yeah. they had sold out all of their shows and it was packed. Damn. And kids in there, tons of kids, and I was thinking the whole time, "Fuck, yeah, kids. yeah, they're gonna fuck this movie." And there up was this me. one guy who had like five kids with him, and he was like this hippie grandpa who had the sweetest voice, but also like you could tell he had no idea what was happening. <laughs> like you could tell that he did not know he was sitting down for the culmination of twenty-one Marvel yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. So oh, he, he was, was just dark. talking full voice to his kids oh, like Jesus. before, and he was like. Now, Pop-Pop doesn't stand for that, okay? But like, I can't do his sweet voice. But And I was thinking the whole time, like, fuck, the moment this movie comes on, I'm going to hear that dude talking yeah, to these exactly. kids the whole time. Now, who was that there? Yeah. And no, it was silent. Wow. The entire time. Like, and the movie has a lot of moments where it gets quiet. Uh-huh. And when it got quiet, I was, like, expecting to hear at least somebody talking. Never. Right. The whole time, yeah, people yeah. just glued to the screen. Yeah, there was, like, a respectful reverence yeah. for what the fuck was happening. It's yeah. kind of unusual. It's like, I don't really think I've seen a big-ass important movie like that and had a theater that full yeah. of that many, like, normies. Just, like, so excited, so reverent. Yeah, that's, that's movie, the yeah. word. That's yeah. absolutely the word is, is reverent. Yeah, same here, only we saw it on, like, it was, um, well, the movie came out last Thursday. We couldn't see it that night. And then Friday is usually a day that I teach a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I just kind of figured out, I was like, oh, I only have, like, one student today. And Kate was like, cool, I don't have to go to work. Let's go, go see, see, like, it. a 4 yeah. o'clock. Right. So we went 4 o'clock on a Friday. 
And the, it was like maybe half full. Yeah, I mean that got great seats. You it got the awesome. perfect time. Yeah, that's the way to fucking do it. Uh-huh. Absolutely loved it, man. It was it was really really a great watch. So, be sure to stay tuned for our yeah we'll get that episode about Avengers Endgame coming up. I'm excited to see what they do next. Speaking, God damn, how do they how do they, how do they follow that up? By the way, Ben, speaking of things to stay tuned for, <gasps> what 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 what? Our Patreon. What, wait wait, what Patreon? The Patreon that we're releasing. Right before you even listen to this episode. That's right. You now have the opportunity to, to give, give us, us money. your money. <laughs> we have given you guys I'm well over 300 hours. Yeah, 100 and uh, this will be 114 episodes that we have recorded. An average of two hours or so long. Well, yeah, the mini-sodes are about 30, but we also have several three-hour episodes. We give and give and give. Yeah. Also, for uh, nothing in return. Like, almost 100 videos on YouTube. Now, some of those are just the podcast. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a ton of hey, it takes time, original y'all. material it up there. It takes time. Yeah. We've given you our thoughts. We've given you our bodies. Mm-hmm. We've had so many hangovers for this show. So <laughs> many hangovers. Oh, man, dude. So, yeah, and we've had a lot of you guys reach out. I I don't know. I'm saying all this stuff as if I'm like, you guys owe us. No, you Yeah, we don't have to convince anybody. The people that want to give us money just want to give us money. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, this show started not as us being like, you know, we can make money is with our podcast. It was like, we haven't hung out since college. We need a reason to like talk to each other every week. It was really just like a way to talk to each other about something we love. And like the most I saw coming of it is maybe somebody being like, oh, I've heard your podcast. That's fun. Would you like to write a movie? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not, oh, I've heard your podcast would you like money for the podcast yeah so and we've had a lot of people reach out and just be like hey do you guys have a paypal do you guys have any way i could just say thanks or we've had a lot of people send us beer which is amazing yeah i love that we do love that huge fan of that (laughs) yeah me too but we've recently had a ton of people just be like yeah we would love to support you guys if you guys ever started a patreon or whatever so here you go, guys. Again, I'm not saying you y'all owe us shit. You don't. No. This is fine. You can listen. If you don't want to give to the Patreon, that's fine. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. If you want to give the Patreon, um, we're not offering a ton right now, but yeah. we've, we've set some goals. We'll, uh, you know, once we hit a certain point, we'll be able to do some some merch. Right. You know, and, and once we hit a certain point, guys, we could do a live episode. So, yeah, uh, we just honestly need to give everyone the opportunity to... Because like a lot of people I know just feel bad about not giving money to the people that entertain them. Oh yeah, no, like, I mean, uh, there's, I get that. I yeah. get that feeling where it's like, well, you're giving me this. I'd like, I have money. I'd like to give it to you. Yeah, exactly. That's great to me. Um, if but seriously, if you are the type of person who's like, I just don't have money to give. That's fine. fine. Enjoy the show. Yeah, we're yeah. still making it. Rate and review on iTunes. You can yeah. do that for free. Sure. That helps us out a lot. Yeah. And the tiers start at $1. This yeah. isn't like the kind of thing where it's like $1 per episode. We'll put out 100 episodes this month. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah, we're not hiding the episodes no. or anything. We don't have any uh, plans to try to maintain all of our material away from people's eyes. No. Um, we just want an opportunity to... I, I really would like to do a live show, honestly. It'd like be a that's lot of fun, my yeah. main thing is I'd like to get to a point where we're making enough money per month where 
flying somewhere and doing live shows vi- like viable. Oh yeah, totally. Feasible. We're even getting us out so we could like talk to people that work in the horror industry. And, sure, and yeah, do some like interviews that. and stuff. That yeah, would be great. All of that stuff would be amazing. Or some like film fests and things like that. Exactly. Would, yeah, yeah there's so cons. many things. I'd like, love to have an opportunity to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, so but many, it has to come from somewhere. You know, the money has to come from somewhere. Yeah, and I I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I know we don't have it. So. Um, we thank you if you do donate if you don't thank you for listening yeah exactly right and we'll post up links and stuff on the Instagram Facebook just basically everywhere we'll put them in the uh, the description of this podcast yeah. and stuff too so if you like what you've heard over the show's lifetime and just want to say thanks even if it's just a buck and then you cancel next month that's fine a, a, a fuck a buck a fuck a buck <laughs> I don't that buy should a, be an option. I don't buy us a co-beer either way, so we yeah. appreciate you guys. A dollar will get you a yingling at Food City. That's true. A whole paint. <laughs> a paint of yingling. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, Steve, the subject of our show today, of course, is House of 1000 Corpses. That's a lot of corpses. That's, I mean, that's more than I've ever had. Yeah. That's a bunch. Yeah. Bunch of corpses. You notice how I'm quiet. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How come? It's not more than I've ever had. Oh, but I don't want everybody to know about it. Gotcha. Yeah. Because if they dig up my basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no good. Nah. No bueno. I committed genocide. And I think that as we slip on into the into the preview palace here, before we get on to the movie review portion of the show. Welcome to the preview palace. You know, when I think of Rob Zombie, the creator and auteur of this film, <laughs> I can't help but think about what a powerful and authoritative affirmation he gives to us repeatedly in his in his verses and his songs. Yeah. I'm talking about just a big old strong Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was thinking about like, let's say for example, all over uh, more human than human, which we were talking about earlier. Yeah. There are words of affirmation all over that song. Yeah. Just so many yes. And he he delivers it in such a way that is so convincing to me and just so powerful that it makes me go, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So we were kind of talking about this as far as like what we're going to talk about for a preamble for the show. Me and Steve just kind of started thinking about other extremely powerful and important yas uh-huh. through history. And it was kind of a joke, but then we started listening to them and realized, holy kind shit, of a lot. there are a lot. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if people weren't sure about donating to Patreon before... This will fucking tip it over. <laughs> this is it. We're talking best yes. <laughs> Talk about the best yes of all time. Now, of course, what kind of got me thinking about this is I, I shared a meme on my Instagram feed <laughs> not too long ago that was that was talking about how Rob Zombie is just hot topic macho man. True. And I got to thinking about it. It's like when you think about the shades, the tassels, the yep. cowboy hats, uh-huh. even the even the yaz. Oh yeah, dude, you want to talk voice. about? Oh, dude, yeah, exactly. Even the voice yeah. is the same. So when you think about the macho man, Randy Savage, I mean, I'm talking one of the most authoritative affirmations of all time. Seriously, absolutely. So I like how Macho Man had like different oh yes for different moods, like. Mm. Like, mm. you know, when he was just exuberant, it was a, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. But then when he was, like, serious, it would be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting him to his boiling point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy had a way of really selling a yeah that made me want to maybe snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, sure. It let me know that the bone saw was ready. Uh-huh, bone saw's ready. Bone saw is ready. 
I don't know about you. I can already tell. I'm going to have a sore throat after this episode. Yeah. yeah these, we're going to yeah. probably be doing a good bit of that. <laughs> All these scuzz voices just tearing hey, me Hey, brother. Up. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, Macho Man definitely deserves to be on a list of best yas ever. He really does. But, man, I'll tell you what. We all know the man who barges through your wall and lets you know what's up. Oh, look out. Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy could definitely sell you a yeah that said, really you know what? Could. I want some artificial coloring. Ton of sugar. Uh-huh. Drink a lot of Kool-Aid as a kid? Um, I did. I, I, I remember my sister and I because my my mom is a single mom uh-huh. so we had to learn how to like you know microwave soup yeah, and yeah, yeah. make Kool-Aid and stuff because that's easy yeah um and so my sister and I both loved sour candy right and one time we made Kool-Aid without adding sugar oh the old and, sour Kool-Aid and with only like like 12 ounces of um water oh my god so it was like this super sour and we put it in like um it was like a ketchup dispenser that uh-huh. had like a squeeze top. Okay, yeah, and yeah. Sque- see, you could you squeeze the it. most in your mouth before you couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun time. I actually think that might be pretty good. It actually, well, yeah, it was. It was I just like sour that. candy. I mean, there was no real difference. It, yeah. It was just flavored it's and just, sour. Yeah, citric acid and yeah. artificial fruit flavor. Yeah, and color. I'd say that was probably all right. Yeah, it was like a warhead. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is, when I was a kid, we would usually drink like just the Kool-Aid lemonade, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and stay away from the more vividly colored... <laughs> yeah, because those are bad for you. Yeah, and, and that was that was the thing. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> if it's purple, that's not natural. Absolutely not good for you. And it's like, meanwhile, the like cup and a half of purified white <laughs> sugar you're putting in there, that's probably fine. Man. Dude, it's it's unbelievable. It's just one of those things the where you look back and it's like... The sugar industry is insane. Those oh motherfuckers have had us misled for so long. Absolutely so. Fat is not bad for you. Sugar. Sugar is you. fucking terrible mm-hmm. for you. But like when I was a kid, it was like, oh, that has red six in it. That's made of beetle shells. That'll you make you go crazy. Yeah. My mom also thought that the red 40 made red you more 40, hyperactive. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, yeah. it was the goddamn sugar it in there. It was the sugar. Good yeah. lord, man. The amount of just sugar crazy we had in the Mm -hmm. 80s was unreal yeah i remember my mom just buying little debbie cakes and shit all the time fucking everywhere at school like just getting a lemonade and a fudge round for lunch i would feel like i needed to throw up if i ate that right now oh yeah it'd be fucking awful man (laughs) it would be disgusting you know i talked last week about how we had that little easter cabin weekend with kate's parents and some family friends and stuff a lot of candy Dude, it's like baby boomers are on sugar 24-7. Yeah. It's like in the morning, coffee with a ton of sugar. Mm-hmm. During the daytime, let's drink Coke and sweet tea and lemonade. Yeah. And then at nighttime, you better have some dessert. It's like sugar <laughs> all day with these people. You're convincing my wife right now to become a baby boomer. Oh, my She's God, She's going to convert. Dude. She loves that sugar. That's just the devil. It is the damn it, devil, it dude. It sure is, but it's tasty. Insanely addictive. Hey, another good yeah, Ben? Tell me. Little John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's ludicrous. No, that's, that's <laughs> Usher. Uh, that's Usher. That's Usher. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. 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 Now, that song right there, I remember when that was a huge radio hit. Yeah, it was like 2005, six. I think so. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first times that I finally accepted this world is not my own anymore. 
I don't understand why this is important or popular. You don't? I nope. love that song. Just, I just don't get it, Steve. Ludicrous fill cups it. like double Ds. I guess so. But I didn't, I didn't resonate with that. Really? It just never didn't got get into to me. like Atlanta crunk. No. Sort of stuff. No. no. Hmm. But I will say, Lil John is far more talented than people. Oh yeah, he's for. obviously far more talented. Like he's he's putting on a persona. Absolutely. He's so. a man who goes in and fucking works. So yeah, like, you know, Timbaland will oh, yeah. be in an interview and it's like, yeah, this guy's an artist. Of course he makes great beats. But then Lil John can have fun in an interview and doesn't give a shit if you think he makes great beats because he does. Yeah. So like I like that art. I like. I don't feel like I am necessarily that type of person, but that type of temperament where it's just like I know how good I am. I don't need to come off to you mm-hmm. the way you want me to come off because in the end, the shit I make is good. You know, he also possesses the rare multisyllabic yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, where there's like there's two distinct <laughs> syllables in that thing. Yeah. I'm lucky to get one out of there. Yeah. <laughs> You're like half syllable. Yeah, exactly. But Uh the guy that sneaks two syllables into yeah is the guy who is truly happy Mm -hmm. with himself and his status in life. When he drops a yeah, yeah, it lets you know, I'm right where I want to be. That's true. He does well for himself. Give me another yeah, Ben. Who's a good good yeah? Dude, when I think about a yeah, one of the first things that comes to mind for me is none other than one King Diamond. Oh, yeah? That's right. The original singer of Merciful Fate. Have you listened to a lot of Merciful Fate before? Uh, Not a lot. I have listened to Merciful Fate. I'm going to strongly recommend that you listen to more. If you like stuff that's sung about Satan in a ridiculously high falsetto voice. I do like that. Yeah. Okay, well then you're okay, on board yeah. to enjoy Merciful Fate. <laughs> That's a fun time. And King Diamond. Yeah. Huge fan. In particular, when I think about The Curse of the Pharaohs by Merciful mm, Fate. Okay. At the end of the first verse, there is a very strong, like, like two octave jump that he sings from, uh, yeah! That's awesome. Yeah! <laughs> That's it's always very fun. strong when he does it, man. <laughs> I, I can only seek to replicate the what powers it? of What Kingdom. happened at some point in the 80s? Like, what happened to make some of the singers just embrace the operatic idea of metal? Like, I don't care Start if with, it comes across yeah. as, like, realistic or fun. I just want it to be fucking epic. Right. I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it began with, like, you know, Bruce from, from Iron Maiden. Right. I'm sure that there's some metal historians right now that are just like... Oh, yeah, they know what's up. Balling their fists up right now. Probably like King Crimson or something, yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff, you know, you could even trace back to, like, Queen a lot of times. Stone That's Cold, true, that epic. Songs like, like that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of heavy stuff in their catalog that maybe dipped into some of that. Huh. And ultimately, a lot of classical stuff sounds fucking heavy. Like, Wagner sounds heavy. You know, yeah. so I don't know. Maybe it started there. That's a good question. I would like to know more about the history of the of the operatic metal style. I would also put a, a Jeff Scott Soto in that category as well. Jeff Scott Soto, a lot of people know from his work singing for Ingve Malmsteen. Oh, uh, okay. Or as my buddy Phil's sister likes to call him, Yahweh Mouse Meat. Yahweh Mouse Meat. You've been listening to Yahweh Mouse Meat, haven't you? <laughs> But if you want to hear a strong, authoritative yeah, Yahweh, Yahweh Mouse Me. me. Like the, the god of mice was <laughs> dis, disemboweled yeah. and butchered. Mouse Me. Yahweh Mouse Me. That's okay, him, dude. Gotcha. That's the guy. But Jeff Scott Soto puts forth a extremely powerful yeah in the song, Now Your Ships Are Burned. 
That's a good title. It's, it's almost a very like South Parky. I'll show you later. I can't play it because of copyright okay. stuff. But yeah, now your ships are burned. That yeah, that's right before the solo. It's kind of a hell. Almost like almost like a Howard Dean. Like that lost that man the presidential nomination. That used to be all the idiots you had to be eliminated, and now we know. Honestly. Well, you could do whatever. Yeah. You could go and... That's not crazy. What are you talking about? Well, the thing is, is like nowadays, if you were up for uh, election, you went... You go, sick, I just became a meme. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. If you follow it up with Mexicans or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mexicans. Mexicans. Yeah. You don't even have to make a statement about Mexicans. You just say, Mexicans. <laughs> and then people are like, I agree. You got another hip hop yar for me? Yeah, boy. <laughs> that sounds like one flavor flavor. That's the man right the there. The ultimate hype man. That's like a bit. That that like became his thing for a while. It was yeah. his shtick. Yeah, yeah boy. Yeah. I mean, it's been sampled in only God knows how many songs. Uh-huh. Who do you think would win in a hype man fight, Flavor Flav or the guy that's a hype man for the Boston's? <laughs> <laughs> that's a battle royale. That is I a gotta battle see. Royale. I gotta for see sure. that one. I had totally forgotten about that Flavor Flav reality TV show, Flavor oh, of Love. God. Kate brought it up the other day, that and was I was like, "Crazy!" It was like unlocking, you know, like hidden memories from my I, mental hard drive. Uh, I was like, Br- "I forgot about that." Brigitte Nielsen was in that. Because yeah, she's so. his ex, or were they dating? Or? That sounds right. I forgot about Didn't that. Didn't they meet? Red Sonia. They met on one of those reality shows before that. Mind blowing. Yeah. Mind blowing. Ugh. Flava's the shit. What a fucking really, awesome yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Public Enemy. Fucking awesome. Can I put out another favorite yeah Please from the me. musical world? What you know about one James Hetfield from Metallica? Second Metallica reference on the show. I mean, I know he says bow. Yeah, he's a bow kind of guy. Right? Yeah, he'll tell you bow. He says yeah, you think? Oh yeah, he'll definitely bust out some yeah. 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 Also on their on their cover, they have a, a an anthology kind of song called Merciful Fate that is just oh. several different Merciful Fate songs put together. Lots of yes. He dupes that yeah. He keeps it down in his octave though. He doesn't uh-huh. do the big falsetto yeah, but he busts out a big old fat yeah <laughs> that's very very convincing yeah i mean i definitely wasn't going no isn't it interesting that like metal and, and hip-hop seem to be the the places where yeah this is where really fucking dominate yeah they really are man <laughs> what i like about james too is whenever he gets tired of busting out a yeah he'll also give you other words of affirmation like whenever uh the second riff in seek and destroy busts in he says all right Good affirmation yeah. right there. Yeah. It's, oh, right. It's not quite as divisive as a yeah. I mean, because if you're not quite on board with the riff by then. Right. And he's like, yeah. You're like, I'm not, I don't know. No. But I he don't says, know. all right. You're like, oh, okay. I'll give it a chance. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like, he's clearly <laughs> feeling okay about it. I'm not sure. This might put me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> James Setfield, master of the yeah. Now, this is what I'm going to point out because I just remember, um, I remember there was this. So I was in middle school when the song came out, eighth grade, I believe. Yeah. Um, and a high school like band, they did like a I don't know, it was like a touring talent show from the Jefferson County High School. Okay. And the band played Collective Souls Shine. <laughs> and when the guy tried to do the yeah, I realized, oh, that's not easy. 
Because he didn't nail it. One does <laughs> he was not like, simply yeah. 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 But he, like, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, it's true. You think it's easy until you try yeah. to bust one out. Yeah. 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 Like to nail the perfect yeah right in that pause in the music. Right. He fucking right. nailed it, though, man. That's also one of those ones that, like, fucking 25 years after the fact has become great meme fodder where people have replaced <laughs> it with like little dog barks or uh-huh. people <laughs> smacking their head on door frames or whatever yeah like there's so many good things that people have replaced that yeah with uh-huh. it's up there like my current favorite thing is all of the mud vein burber ding memes that are coming out <laughs> you have you seen the burber ding yeah burber ding burber ding like why that is a thing again, I, I cannot know. figure out. Well, but, people are discovering it for the first time because, like, we have to remember, like, 90s stuff was, like, kid stuff to 20-year-olds. That yeah, was, like, good their point. childhood. Yeah. And, like, it may have been, I mean, it's still our childhood, but it, we were young adults. Yeah. Um, yeah, for them, it's, I think there's even a different type of nostalgia where it's rediscovering it. Like I, I went through the same thing with like discovering new eighties punk bands that I had never listened to. Like, cause there were so many fucking punk bands. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was just a kid. And then later you're like, Oh man, this is great. So like, Maybe people are discovering this and thinking it's great, or discovering it and thinking, "Man, the '90s sucked." <laughs> I sure was. Silly. Let's make fun of it. <laughs> I am. I will always put this out there. I will defend Ryan Martini of Mudvayne's bass playing to the death. Okay, that guy's bass playing is goddamn insane. He slapped at a bass. Oh my god, he dude. He slaps the bass. He also plays bass with this weird finger technique where he's like double jointed and kind of like plays slap with two fingers at the same time. I've literally never seen anybody else I do think it. They call that the rabbit technique. That's the old rabbit That's technique. That's the bunny ears. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> he's bunny ears in it. Yeah, he's just in there, just goosing that thing, uh-huh. just goosing that thing. <laughs> he's the reason why I have that Warwick bass that's on the rack oh, okay. right there, like because he played a Warwick thumb, and I was like, "Burber ding, I need to burber ding. ding." So <laughs> here we go, man. Now, what about the most? I'm this gonna is the say obvious, right? Maybe the most heard, the most yeah, famous. yeah, in the world, yeah. Meet the new boss. Uh, I mean, how many times has Roger Daltrey of the Who's Yeah been heard? Well, uh, at the beginning of every CSI Miami episode, so that's several at million. least two hundred times. Yeah. yeah, and I think everybody goddamn watches that show. Yeah, maybe not. But I've never watched it. Most of us all did until Rory Cochran got killed. Spoiler alert I'll for the out. third season of uh, CSI Miami. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Kind of. All right. <laughs> hey, Ben, you don't you don't watch CSI Miami? Is that what you're saying? No. Never watched wow. it. Looks like we've had a crime of dispassion. He took his glasses off. Yeah! It's perfectly executed. That's how CSI worked, basically, is Horatio would say something that yeah, kind it of was just like obviously he was like looking at the scene for twenty minutes, thinking of what he would say before he took his glasses off. Right, <laughs> he take his glasses off, and then the who? <laughs> <laughs> it is quite an epic. Yeah, yeah, it is. I gotta say, if that doesn't get you fired up, I'm not sure much will. Yeah, you need to kickstart the old heart. I think um, 
Didn't No Reservations have a yeah in it? Remember the opening to Anthony Bourdain's oh, No did. Reservations? Yeah, yeah. there's by that's John, also a, John Spencer a classic. Blues Explosion. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that did. That had a very big, powerful yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Oh yeah, I for miss sure. that piece of shit. Me too. Miss Anthony Bourdain. Guy. He was an awesome piece of shit. No doubt, man. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> I'll tell you what else is an awesome piece of shit. This movie. House of a Thousand Corpses. It really is, in fact, an awesome piece of shit. Because it's not a great movie, but it does have some real cool stuff to it, I think. You know, Steve, I'll agree it it is a piece of shit. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> it certainly is not, like, it's not in uh, uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe range. Okay, right? so you it, think it's, it's beyond that? <laughs> yep, I think it's even better. No, okay. I mean it's 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 lower for sure. It's oh, not it's okay. not it's gotcha, not gotcha. middle of the road for me. Yeah, but I think a lot of the swings that he took that really hit are pretty great. I mean, the creation of yeah. Captain Spaulding, Otis Driftwood. There's some like, great characters in here. There's there definitely are. some great characters. But yeah. this is one of those movies where I find that expectation greatly changes the reality of how you yeah. experience this movie because when it came out in 2003 right yeah movies made in 2000 it came out in 2003 this is before i started watching horror movies and stuff like yeah. this is before i really got into it very hardcore so i'd only seen just a few trivial things by that point and i remember a lot of friends of mine and like a lot of like my friends older brothers and shit you know like they would go and watch this movie and they weren't horror movie watchers at all so when they watched this movie they just saw it as a completely unique horror movie that was brutal and gory and fucked up they didn't know everything it was aping and ripping right off. yeah it's it's homage to a ton of other horror movies yeah for sure. so it's like they always told me about how gruesome and twisted and fucked up it was yeah and so when i watched this movie for the first time which is probably 2005 or 6 i would say i'm gonna tell you a secret that yeah. i know you don't know about hit me the first time you watched it was also the first time i watched it and i was sitting next to you in Kate's apartment. Was it really? Yep. Really? Yep. You were the guy with the ball gag and the black leather mask. That was me. And the horse tail. Uh-huh. Dude. That was a butt plug. It, it wasn't was just so a tail. It was so silky. I know. It's fun. Was that made of your real hair? It was. I, knew I grew it out it. just for that. I knew but it. But no, I remember, because I was Mormon Steve then. Yeah, so you Steve the And I had just come Mormon. back from, from Russia. Holy shit. I didn't remember you watching that with yep, us. Yep, I sure did. I don't, okay, so, I don't so remember. You remember it better than me. Yes, yeah. So well, tell me. That's not a surprise. Yeah. I mean, it is. It should be. Normally, when I don't remember something, <laughs> normally it means that it, it probably still happened, but I was stoned. But I was Mormon <laughs> then, so I remember it clearly. <laughs> That you know what? Yeah. Whenever when you don't drink and do drugs, your memories are pretty crystal clear. clear. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um okay, I actually so, watched that and um Devil's Rejects with you guys. So Devil's Rejects I saw before this. Yes. And that definitely also kind of tampered with my expectations because mm-hmm. that's I such love a great Devil's movie. Rejects. I love it. Yeah. Yes. And it's it is a polished and completed wonderful yeah. western horror movie. Yeah. It's like, it's gritty, it's dirty, it's it's basically all realistic. Yes. And you have outlandish characters and stuff, but it's ultimately a right, story about serial those killers type of on people the run. do exist. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way worse people fucking yes. exist than that. And so it was just kind of like, yeah, just a nasty, gritty crime movie mm-hmm. to me. It was our, a perfect ending. Oh, ending is fucking yeah. awesome in that movie. And we watched it because our good buddy, Brandon Suttles. Yeah, you guys, I remember you were telling yeah. me, because I, I had no, because re- I had just come back from Russia, 
and didn't really know anything about what had been going on with movies for a while because when you're a mormon missionary you don't go watch movies or watch tv not typically typically. yeah so i didn't know what was going on um and yeah i remember watching it and devil's rejects remember loving and i remember watching house of a thousand corpses you guys and being like how did huh. what's the point a to point b yeah, here i'm like, not seeing a straight line i remember not whatsoever. loving it and then trying to watch it again and not loving it but then watching it for this and the interesting thing about turning a critical eye onto this is it's hard to define exactly what's wrong with the movie uh-huh. you know that it's off you know it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it should. Right. It's it's uneven in some way. But it's hard to point out exactly where it goes wrong. Yeah, I have a few observations about where it kind of gets off yeah. the rails at times. But but it, it always seems to come back. Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. comes back to it. I would say in the end, like, it's, it's, it's just not exactly fun to watch. Not really. And... Since it's not fun and just paying homage, it's like, well, I could just watch those other movies because I like them. Yeah, they're better. Like, I can watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre or The Hills Have Eyes or Spider Baby or any of the numerous weird backwoods family horror movies that are out there. Ultimately, this movie is kind of like going to one of those crazy all-you-can-eat buffets where you can get spaghetti and sushi and chocolate pudding and Uh fried shrimp. Yeah and everything and you have something from every fucking country on your plate it's all over the place yeah and you're like this isn't better than places that just specialize in yeah. one of these things. I, yes i'd rather if i'm gonna get sushi i want it to be from a sushi place yes correct. anywhere else i'm like i, I don't Probably know if you no. know how to handle raw fish and no. feed it to me no uh uh-uh. yeah but ultimately too kind of knowing the second time around second time around <laughs> i can't help it <laughs> Knowing that I was going to that all-you-can-eat buffet that has everything in it, I think that I liked it better this time than when yeah. I watched it forever ago. Because, yeah, me too. A- again, the expectations going into it, like people told me how fucked up it was. I watched Devil De- Devils. Devils Rejects. I watched the Devils Rejects, mm-hmm. which is legit fucked up and awesome. That's a great movie. Yeah. And then you know, so I had all these expectations going into watching this the first time, and I was like, "Wait, it's kind of silly and campy and music it videoy." Is. Then also tries to get hardcore and serious and fucked up too. Yeah, it was just kind of disarming. Yeah, I guess the first time I saw I, it, I think that this actually should have been titled, and I'm not kidding, the Firefly Family Variety Hour. Right, because it it plays like a Variety Hour show where it will just sort of cut to this weirdness that's going on over here and then this weirdness that's going on over here like yeah it's a, sort of a variety show and over the top and like i can see what you mean i think if they had embraced it and named it something like that yeah. instead of something brutal like house of a thousand corpses yeah and presented it doesn't it. hit that title like it's not like the normal linear narrative yeah horror kind of story yeah it's just sort of all over the place which is music video as you said like oh yeah it, add and it reminds me of his music videos it reminds me yeah. of other shit he did so yeah, this is yeah. It seems exactly what you would expect from a music video director the first time they make a movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Hee Haw earlier. Uh, yeah, it reminded me of Hee Haw, yeah. except with instead of the interstitials being like hill, 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 the interstitials are like 
fucking skunk ape raped my wife. Right, Arr, yeah. Yeah, like, just all these weird <laughs> smash cuts to yeah. random ass shit. Yeah, once you drew that comparison, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that was obviously something that he was probably exposed to. It's like hellbilly he hee-haw. Yeah, he was. He grew up uh, with carny parents. This is news to me. Yeah, I, I, this needs to be known about Rob Zombie is that he grew up among carnies. So when you see, like, I, I think sometimes people see his characters and go, that person's over the top. That person doesn't exist. I've met people like Captain Spaulding. Yes. I've seen Charles Manson's interviews. Otis P. Driftwood exists. Yeah, yeah. I, like, these people fucking exist for sure. Right. Uh, and he was right in this n- nice matrix where you get <laughs> all these shitty people trying to hide from the rest of life and needing to be in a profession where you're never in one place for too long. And surrounded by other people that feel the same way. Exactly. So, like, he grew up with that. That's pretty his, wild. His family left the carnival because apparently some of the carnies cheated some locals at a game and the locals showed back up with guns and torches oh, shit. and set the, the uh, tents on fire and a guy was, like, help, trying to help them to get away and as he was trying to help them to get away, a person ran up and hit him in the face with a hammer. Holy shit. He saw all this as a child. Whoa. So when we then see his Halloween... And see him trying to work through how a child can go through all this crazy shit and, you know, Maybe become the this person. On him, yeah. He's really, in some ways, working through his own shit. Like, Jeez. And so... I didn't know that. I, I get where people think he, that Captain Spaulding or Otis are over the top or, like, not realistic. But they absolutely, totally are realistic. I've known alcoholics and cokeheads exactly like Captain Spaulding. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. No different. Where they just, like, their joke is scaring you into thinking they're going to murder you. Right. Like, it's so oh, funny to them so. that yeah. you felt like you might be murdered. No, I mean, these are, like, people that, like, my dad hung out with. Yeah. Or, like, really creepy uncles. Yes. Or, like, your friends, stepdads, and uh-huh. stuff like that. And like, they all had this voice. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing, boy? <laughs> Grab me a beer while you were. Maybe that's where Rob Zombie got the voice from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, maybe if I take that voice and kind of... Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> which PS, as much as our throats are hurting right now. Yeah, I can't imagine. That's that's why he blew so bad as a singer in the nineties yeah. and 2000s. It'll kill you. It'll kill your voice. He sounded fucking horrible. Maybe I don't know if he's better now. I don't know how much he's fucking touring or anything right now. I think yeah, I am it seems like he's he was uh, he had that cartoon for a while world of super lb stow seems like he's just focused on making movies and stuff now yeah i get that i mean yeah, he sure. started out at art school right you don't normally go to art school because you want to have a band <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm. i mean some people do i mean sometimes it's the way to commit to having a band where you're like art degree i clearly have, I no, have no parachutes other option. yeah <laughs> so it gives me motivation to make the music thing work because i know ultimately my art degree is worthless yep so there's that they'll do it yeah <laughs> now rob like we said earlier you know we kind of grew up around his music videos yeah. and stuff that's kind of where we first got to know him him and seeing him in white zombie and then later rob zombie videos and stuff and there's no denying that the guy has a very clear and defined aesthetic and this is the kind of thing that i attribute to a lot of artists who i don't necessarily 
even if I don't like them, I still respect they, yeah, them. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, like they, I've told you, like, I hate Radiohead. I hate, sure. I hate System of a Down. I uh, fucking hate System of a Down. weird comparison, Radiohead and System of a Down. I know, but yeah. Okay. There, there's, no, there's no similarities, <laughs> but they're just similar in terms of, like, people love them. I fucking hate those okay, bands. Yeah. But at the same time, I respect the shit out of the fact that within five seconds of either song you know it's them yeah you know exactly oh, yeah. who it is you know like, oh, a radiohead song. song you know radiohead song almost instantly. immediately yeah. yeah exactly so i always respect an artist who has a very clear aesthetic whether it's musically visually whatever and rob definitely has a fantastically clear aesthetic that he draws from and to yeah. me it's kind of like it's kind of like if you could combine classic universal horror stuff with like let's say like hot rod artwork like rat fink you feel yeah. like rat fink mm-hmm. and shit yes it's that vintage hot rod artwork uh-huh. plus universal monsters equals rob zombie and a dash of macho man i guess yeah you know it's yeah, that that's scuzzy pretty, that, that is the equation to get rob zombie <laughs> yeah you put those in the fly teleportation pods boom you got rob zombie on <laughs> yeah, the other side you get a rob zombie coming out in the middle there I'm pretty sure that's how that works yeah he's always kind of had this like vintage shitty mm. 70s dirty yeah, scuzzy thing I think thing. like he yeah he's like late 60s to mid 70s horror movie and ho- mostly those like B late night B horror movies sort yeah. of aesthetic and even like the monsters and even the monster yeah there are monsters in this like he has yeah. segments with the monsters in it where it's just like yeah that's what he's going for. he's going for that sort of aesthetic yeah. I even recall I think in the was it in the Dragula music video he's driving a car that even kind of like looks like yeah the it looks car. like Grandpa Monsters yeah yeah exactly so he's always had this like kind of hot rod. Uh, by the way, the um, uh, the final girl's dad. You know, she make he makes yeah. that call, and then he looks out the window, and they're trick or treating. Yeah, that is the neighborhood from the monsters. No, and the shit. house that he's in is the house from Leave It to Beaver. No way. Yeah, that's all what? on the that's all on the Universal backlot where this was all shot. Um, the house, of course of the the firefly family is the house from the best little horror house in texas that starring local legend dolly parton yes indeed Mm -hmm. hail dolly while they were shooting it universal didn't stop the tours pro move that were driving by so they just would get takes ruined because (laughs) there was a tram operator like this is the house from the little bethel whorehouse in texas and here we see here you'll see walton goggins getting shot my god man that had to be unbelievably irritating to deal with while you're trying to shoot a fucking movie yeah so universal obviously sort of i don't know they bought the idea invested in the idea and then kind of wavered on the idea and then yeah it was obvious they weren't full full in on house of a thousand corpses right yeah and i think even whenever you watch this you can see kind of a clear development of of probably everything that rob experienced when he was a kid or it's like okay growing up around carnies right he probably watched a lot of like the monsters in the adams family mm-hmm. when he was a kid he probably saw some people with gigantism and stuff for people with you know yeah. people that were part of the sideshow. right 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 yeah yeah, yeah definitely and then also, too, you see where it's like, okay, and then whenever he reached the late 70s, he saw The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. And he saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And I think this movie's genealogy is 
extremely clear. Yeah, it's, it's very like, clear. You can uh-huh. watch this and be like, I can tell you everything this guy has watched. Yeah. You know? And, and here's here's the thing. Yeah. There's such a fine line because I feel like I can't rightly criticize him for that Mm-mm. and then in the same breath be like you know what i love fucking kill Scream. bill kill bill yeah or kill bill you know this is a tarantino movie this is so much a tarantino movie the opening is an opening to a tarantino movie just not as well directed mm-hmm. the lines the shit they're talking about what happens in the opening is exactly how you would expect a tarantino movie to open and is similar yeah. in fact to from dust till dawn it's funny you mentioned the tarantino comparison to the start of this movie too because as i just started 31 last night before uh-huh. Kate went upstairs and it's like just that black and white thing of doom head talking to the camera yeah Kate was like this is ripping Quentin Tarantino really hard. Yeah, well, even he's that been black doing it since the like beginning. So. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I can really rightly, like I said, smite one guy for wearing his influences on his sleeve right. and then praise another guy right. for doing the exact same thing. Well, if Zombie was in defeat, maybe people would. Uh, yeah, that's that would maybe be the, the right combo where you're like, I like to pay homage to a lot of obscure movies. Also, also I like feet. feet. Really I like big feet. into that. Can we get more feet? <laughs> Rob, however, just seems to be obsessed with Sherry Moon Zombie, his wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting obsession because, like, she's very pretty. Oh, she's gorgeous. Uh, yeah. yeah. And she shows moments of being able to act. Moments. Yes. Moments. But, but ultimately, also, he writes these pain in the ass, annoying ass characters for her to play. Wait, does he love her or does he hate her? Uh, yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, when it's just like, oh, my baby doll, I want to write some characters for you to play. Yeah, I'll, everybody's, uh, everybody's going to fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah, really. You can't stand her. Nobody wants to talk to her. <laughs> Maybe that's his ultimate way of being like, she's mine, all mine, is to make Maybe. nobody like her. Nobody like her, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. Her fucking laugh and stuff. And yeah, this th- well, that's just, just so that's the baby annoying. character, though, that I think is so supposed to be annoying oh sure yeah. absolutely yeah. so so she kind of gets painted with that brush because her first character that we ever see her as is baby and then the character we know her best as is baby and devil's rejects right but i mean <clears throat> lords of salem which is a movie that most people would say is, is really bad i don't think it's really bad i, think I haven't it's just, seen it no. i think it's just not great no. But in that she doesn't. She plays a complete opposite character, really? who's way more laid back, and I think she does a great job in it. Of course, by that point, she has ten years of acting experience under her belt. That'll do it. So that'll do it. But uh-huh. yeah, she's. I don't know. I don't know. In this movie, I don't think she's bad at all. Like okay. I don't yeah. think at any point she's bad, and I think again that comes down to maybe some improvisational elements to the the dialogue mm-hmm. where he seems to be more loose in this than he is in Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects is, is is a vision that he had from the beginning. Like you can tell from the beginning exactly how he wants it to be. Yeah. Whereas this is sort of all over the place. And maybe maybe he was able to give people a little more leeway because he didn't exactly know where he wanted it to go. I mean that this movie I mean, he will even say now that this isn't a good movie and that it's like all he sees is mistakes in it. Like all yeah, he sees is yeah. problems in it. So he's, like, he's apparently kind of gone back and said, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of mistakes in this movie. Yeah. So like, I think maybe he was just learning the trade, learning how to do this, maybe way more loose. And it actually comes away as making baby less annoying 
which is, I think, a bad thing because in this baby is just like by the time they get to the house and they meet baby and they meet mama firefly, it's like, I mean, the house is creepy, but I wouldn't be scared. Right. I've been to houses like that where it's just like, yeah, it's just weird. They're just a weird family. Like they don't necessarily kill and eat people. Right. Yeah. It's just weird. You just get your cheap weed and then leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're always like, man, why does this take 45 minutes <laughs> yeah, every God time? Damn, I just need man. the weed. And like, to leave. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> I almost said the name of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nope. Yeah, I know that guy. God, I remember the one time, one time I went over to this. Okay. This is a drug dealer fun. Get it. Back in the day. Uh, I went to one of this guy's house and it usually took two hours to just get a bag of weed that was in his pocket. No. And he was telling us about how his mom was getting too old and she had made spaghetti and didn't drain the fat from the beef. And so it was really greasy. And the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like, it smells like a pool hall in here. I don't want to be I'm here. Gonna get out. It smells like it smells like greasy spaghetti. Greasy spaghetti and cigarettes and cheap beer all over the gross ass carpet. Oh my god! And why do I hear someone's oxygen machine? Oh and, my ugh, god! It's like dude. just the most disgusting shit. And I get that, but it's also like, like, ba- baby not being that annoying and the mom being like a little creepy, but honestly not that creepy yeah that actually does lull you in in a good way yeah where it's like but also we know from the beginning like we see captain spaulding is a fucking killer Mm. we see that their tire got shot out by the family we know the whole time the family is scary so it's it's hard to it's hard to care about the kids and Rob Zombie did say that nobody gives a shit about the kids. Like, yeah, that was kind of his whole purpose. He's like, whatever. Yeah. You want to fucking root for the killers. You want to root for the killers. And Baby doesn't have a, as much of a personality as she does in Devil's Reject in this. So it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't even root for them at that point. At that, at that yeah. point in the movie, once before anything has happened... Even by the time we see Tiny and his, you know, burnt face and stuff, even at that point, it's still nothing has happened. It's, I don't know. We already know they're bad. Why lull us, like, why try to, like, pull us into thinking that they're not that bad? Right. Like, why not just let the insanity start? Yeah. Like, why do we have, the dinner scene's fine. I know you want a Texas Chainsaw Massacre dinner scene. Absolutely, yeah. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre dinner scene was insane. Yeah. Instead of relaxed and everybody being like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was also, you know, like we talked about in our episode, these are actors being subjected to like 48-hour work days and damn right. 117-degree heat with Whereas rotting the, meat all These around. guys are just on a Universal Studios backlot and yeah. probably in an air-conditioned studio. Like, right, yeah. Trying to recreate that exact thing. Like, here's the thing. is like There's a lot of things in Tarantino's movies mm-hmm. where he will definitely kind of cop the persona or look of a character or a story arc or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this kind of goes into just like, hey, let's have a scene where they pick up a hitchhiker. You know, like Texas Chainsaw. Exactly like Texas Chainsaw. let's have a dinner scene that's creepy and weird and awkward. Like Texas Chainsaw. You know, like Texas Chainsaw. Let's have their uh, tire get blown out uh, mysteriously, just like Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have uh, a a big murder competition where people run around getting caught by killers in 31. Uh You know, like Running Man. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, there's... 
There's there. paying homage, and then there's just trying to yeah, be just repeating what you other like. storylines. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and that's one of my problems with this. Is this just really gets into mm-hmm. okay? Could you just come up with a story of your own that's not people get tortured by backwards hillbilly pain worshippers? Right. You know, it's been done already. Yeah, it has. It had, but here's the thing: as we talked about in context, it hadn't happened in a long time. Because right. the 90s was full of teen screams. Right. And the 2000s was full of remakes. And so, in a sense, what he was doing was original for the moment. That's true, because... Even though it's just paying homage to yeah. tons of other movies. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's like through the 90s and, and even a lot of the late 80s, it's like there wasn't a ton of these like grimy, right. scuzzy, yeah. you know, like Hills Have Eyes and exactly. Otis and... Or sorry, uh, not Otis, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer right. and stuff like that. There weren't really a lot of Though those Otis going from that movie is in this movie. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there weren't a lot of just like gritty, dirty, shitty things from that yeah. time period. And he was definitely trying to recreate some of that. So, yeah, yeah looking back... Without falling into torture porn as well. Like, yeah. it doesn't fall into the torture porn level. Like, no. they do have that torturing Bill scene, but it's just sort of an interstitial with um, uh, Brickhouse playing... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. I didn't do it for me, by the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't Brickhouse wasn't right for that moment. It no, really wasn't. No. Well, it's, it's that kind of thing where it, well, it gets into that, like, Suicide Squad problem where it's just like they chose the biggest A-list gigantic right. songs. Yeah. You like, know? you want a song in that moment. Like, he was obviously trying to do a Reservoir Dogs. Hell yeah, uh, he Stuck in the middle with stuck you in type the middle, of thing. yeah, Steeler's Wheel. But Brickhouse just didn't... Too big for that. It's too big, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've associated that with too many good times in your life. But again, he's just mimicking Quentin Tarantino. So. It, it goes back yeah. to that. Yeah, it definitely goes back to that. Now, in addition to, to Baby, who we've talked about, there mm-hmm. is a cast of characters in this movie that is... Somewhat memorable and a lot of not memorable. Yeah. And as we get into these, I like to pop myself into, Let's the, do into this. the cold beer before what we get into talking about these Let's people. Let's get a pull. This is one that I picked out that is a, uh, is it Weyerbacher or Weyerbacher? Weyerbacher. I think it depends on which side of the pond you're from. This is their 23 brew, which is a golden stout brewed with cascara coffee Cacao nibs and a touch of mosaic hops. That's two for two on the mosaic. Wow, all right. So it mosaic is, hops with coffee. That's interesting. I'm curious about this. It is also 11.1% <laughs> ABV, so it is a fucking ass kicker. Awesome. I'm looking forward to checking this out. It's got a little, like, gecko guy, and appropriately enough, it looks like he's kind of in a, a circus tent kind of scenario. Aww. You know, like we, we might see. That is, that is a cool label. Yeah, I'm excited to find out about this. I saw it a few places, and I was tempted, and finally I was like, you know what? Let us do it. Let us get a pull. Okay, a- already didn't expect that color. No, I know uh-uh. it said golden, but that is legit golden. I expected it to be more dark. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of that um, that stout that, that Roger gave uh-huh, us. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh my God, that was awesome. So I can't remember who made it. Yeah. But yeah, it was like a lighter color, but a very stout, mm. very heavy tasting beer. It was amazing. Hopefully this will be similar. Eleven percent—that is a heavy-duty rock yeah. and roller right there. Yeah, just looking at it, it is kind of more of a. It smells like coffee. Color. Though. It's got shit floating around in it. Is yours? Oh yeah, it does. It's got some stuff. It's kind of like orbits that that <laughs> drink from the late nineties. Orbits like made of beer. Yeah, it's an orbits beer. 
it smells very strange. I gotta say the 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 nose on this thing is very unique. What's that taste like? Um, unexpected. I have no idea what that tastes like. It tastes almost like just a little bit like an Irish coffee. Yeah, there's a coffee flavor. And then the alcohol's there. There's a burn of alcohol. Like yeah. that 11%, you can feel it, but it's actually good. There's also, the aftertaste is almost meaty or iron uh-huh. iron Yeah. You know what I mean? Almost like like you're tasting like the, the marinade of the steak or something like that. There's almost wow. this like blood-like aftertaste. Yes. That is weird. That's really strange. I don't really know about it. I don't know if it's necessarily something that I like. There's something about it, too, that's like almost... I feel like it might go well with a steak, honestly. It probably really would. There's something in there, too, that almost reminds me of like the taste of like a chili, like a pepper. Mm -hmm, A little spiciness to it. Yeah, a little bit on the lips, I can feel, yeah. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. not like hot, like Mm -hmm. that damn... um, what was that beer that we had? That was so Holy moly, too. Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> it was it's not like spicy, but it has like the flavor of a pepper a little bit. It does, yeah. Along with that coffee and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a few more sips of this as we go and figure out what I think about it. As wow. of now, I'm just I'm very confused. Uh huh. This does me a confuse. I it has me a confuse. Uh huh. For sure, man. <laughs> So we've got baby, but we've also got ourselves a cast of mm-hmm. a of, of a podcasting man. Yeah, we've got a guy who does a nerdist. That's true. Um, I, I like Chris Hardwick. Yeah, he had some some issues recently with uh, being accused of being sexually abusive by Chloe Dykstra. That. I forgot and about that. That did happen. Everybody was just like, it's been a couple months. It's fine. It's fine. Under the rug with you. Yeah. Though Chloe Dykstra has said that she never, never said the stuff that she said to ruin his career. Yeah. She didn't want his career to be ruined, and that actually was one of the reasons why AMC brought him back for The Talking Dead. To find out that somebody is uh, or has been a piece of shit in the past is like, what do we do? I don't know. What do we do? I don't know. What do we do about it? Right. Like, I, I've talked about it before, like, you know, with Jeepers Creepers, it's like, well, what I'll do about it, that guy is a child, well, he fucked kids. Yeah. I'll never watch his movies. No, I'll never I'll tell money. other people he fucks kids if they say that he lo- they like that movie. Yeah. But with Chris Hardwick um, and his, his Chloe Dykstra not really wanting any sort of retribution for anything, it makes me feel like, well... What do I do now? I was never involved in this until I was told about it. And now that I'm told about it, I'm also being told to not do anything about it. But it that's a confu- That's a sticky wicket, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's confusing. Because I've never been like a giant Hardwick fan. Like I like yeah, the Nerdist because the guests are awesome. Yeah. And actually, he did uh, one of his earliest interviews with Rob Zombie. And they talked about like oh. the him being cast in this. And it really had to do with Rob Zombie just knowing him from MTV days. but Yeah, yeah. singled out and stuff. Yeah, right? I don't know. Like, I, I'm, um, I mean, what are you supposed to do about it at that point? Like, he wasn't accused of rape. Right. He wasn't, you know, he didn't wasn't accused of any major crime, and we're told by the actual victim to not uh, punish him for it. So... I don't know what to do with that uh, information. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, I'll continue to not listen to the Nerdist podcast. I, I guess, guess so. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> no change. No change. Yeah. yeah net effect zero. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if anybody out there wants to tell us what to do, let us yeah, know. Yeah, please let us yeah, know. I, We're not really know. sure about it. He's just kind of, uh, I guess he's kind of supposed to be the joke man Yeah. Well, he's, and this is actually in his period where he was like an alcoholic for a while. And oh, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he was so like. He, he was kind of on the comeback here, and I think, yeah, he was just sort of being over the top Chris Hardwick, because he's not very different from Chris Hardwick, right. honestly. He's just kind of an asshole, but very similar in right. some ways, yeah. We got Dwight from The Office. Who was actually real great in this. Rain and Wilson. only he's good. very briefly. Yeah, they, they definitely should not he's have killed off his character so Well, early. that's the thing, yeah. is I, I think because Rob Zombie was like, well, he's the one that's easiest to connect to, because he comes off as charming and fun yeah and since he didn't want us to care about the kids you gotta get rid of him right hardwick totally should have been fish yeah, boy nobody gives a show. Fish boy. Yeah, yeah like in normal horror movie beats he'd be the first to die yeah 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 that's the thing dude there, there's such a fine line like like what you're saying a second ago about him saying you know who cares about the kids like you care about the killers and seeing them do their job mm-hmm. and stuff there's such a fine line, and I can't even tell you what it is. Because when you watch Texas Chainsaw, yeah, whenever Franklin gets killed, you're kind of like, finally, good riddance. Yeah. But you, know? you also are like, I hope Sally's okay. Yeah, and you're yeah. also, you're watching that family, and you're like, God, man, the Sawyers are fucked up. Yeah, I don't like them. No, yeah. no. Like, you're never, like, rooting for and be like, yeah, Grandpa hit her with the sledge. Mm-hmm. There's a really fine line there. And meanwhile, you know, it's like a movie like Halloween. You definitely care about Laurie Strode. You want her oh, to get yeah. away. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't I know think... what the line is there. Hills Have Eyes, same way. It's like the 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 family in Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, that's all we care about. It's all we're yeah. connected to. And they're kind of shitty people. Yeah. But at the same time, the family of the, the, the killers, the, the crazy wild mountain people, you definitely aren't rooting for them because they're no. horrible, awful people. Yeah. And, but still, I, I think, yeah, I, I like that he may have been going for um, humanizing monsters. Right. Basically, like, he he knows these monsters well from his own experience. Mm-hmm. And he's not trying to make them less monster. He's trying to make them more by showing you how human they actually are. And then it's even more horrific that they do the things they do. And like, he, but that all comes out in Devil's Rejects. I was going to say, and that he nailed that in here. Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah. In, in Devil's Rejects, it's like there is this sense of how they are fucked up, sadistic, mm-hmm. awful, horrible, inhuman people. But, but they at the care same about time, each other. They care about each other. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like there is this sense of a family in mm-hmm. that movie where even though they're like bickering and shitty to each other yeah they're not going to kill each other and they'll kill anybody else yeah and in this movie i didn't feel that sense of unity it just kind of felt like a house full yeah. of bickering shitty people yeah baby and mama have some relationship but everybody else is just i think otis and otis is just home, mean to everybody yeah otis is he's he's manson like that's what yeah. he comes off as in this like in devil's rejects he's more of a developed character but in this he's just manson yeah absolutely and so. yeah he he really just wants to have control of women which is a manson thing right and beyond that doesn't give a shit about anybody else and he does an awesome job he's so good bill mosley bill mosley he's is been great awesome. since sex chainsaw massacre 2 and that was like yep. one of his earliest film roles yeah 
And that is, he is so crazy in that. Yeah. To think that's an early film role. Like, that's the type of thing that if you showed up on a set and ha- didn't have experience and started doing that, most directors would be like, tone it down. But Toby Hooper was like, fucking go crazy with <laughs> yeah. it. You got a metal plate in your head and you scratch it with <laughs> a coat fucking hanger. hot coat hanger. I don't give a shit. Go for it. <laughs> he was on blow like <laughs> fucking crazy. He was like, this makes sense. Yeah. This is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Otis in this man is just sadistic and evil and shitty and looks like methed out Harley Quinn. Yeah. That's and exactly what he looks like. <laughs> you know, it's like he's <laughs> he's irritating and mean and shitty, but at the same time, I think he's a very cool character. He's got a great look about him. Yeah, his tone of voice and his just his vocal well, rhythm. Yeah, and stuff I mean, are very yeah, unique. because Bill Bill Mosley's voice and the way he speaks is just so engaging. Yeah, it's like you don't even care that what he's saying is insane. You're still listening to him. Absolutely. Yeah. So Sid Haig is also one of the God standout damn, characters. He's so Captain good. Smalling. The way Shit that he the has. Bed, he's so good. Oh man, dude. <laughs> He's, He's fucking so awesome. Fucking good. The way that he has this character where he can seem like mm-hmm. so like funny and jovial and appealing yeah. and then turn on a dime. Yes. And again, he does that in Devil's Rejects yes. even better when he's yes. like, that stutter bitch. Uh-huh. That's and the, it's like, oh, it gets fucking that is, real. Ugh, that is like, that's grimy. That is that's like, grimy, th- dude. This is grime A. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's that. Right. When that moment, because that's what that's when I think of the word grime, that's what I feel is that just sinking of your stomach where you can't connect with anybody anymore, and you're just like, oh god, this is gross. Yeah, Um, and yeah, he nails that. Yeah, and even just the fact that he's like peddling this fried chicken, Uh and he's gross, and his makeup is like half faded Uh off and shit. (laughs) He is awesome. Yep. Like that's that's the thing is like in this movie even though I don't really like it there are there are seeds of characters where you're like I want to know more about Captain Spaulding I want to know more about Otis yeah like these are two characters that are very weird and opposite and fucked up and played by guys who I think knew exactly what Rob was going for when yes. he made them some of the other characters I feel like the actors probably didn't get what he was doing mm. or trying to say through them. Yeah. Even, uh, is it Karen Black? Karen Black, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. really think she got it. I think the lady that plays yeah, Mama she Fire gets replaced. in Devil's Rejects oh my God. is great. She's, She's amazing. fucked up. Yeah. Weird, man. Yeah. And in this, I I don't really love her character. No. I also thought that she was a lady from Best in Show, Stifler's mom. Yeah, she looks like Stifler's mom in this. Yeah, too. yeah. And uh, the grandpa in this, uh-huh. who also I thought was somebody else. I thought he was the well, the crazy guy from The Jerk that's like, die, milk face. I, I, thought it was I actually think that he shines in his brief moments. When he stands up with the shit all over his mouth and goes, showtime! And then like <laughs> cuts to him on stage doing his eating, your, eating pussy jokes. Yeah. And it's just disgusting. It was like... All right, like that's the okay. I want more of this character, but you don't. Most of the time, he's just kind of sitting there, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't really like all that stuff. I thought that yeah. was just like too like try hard. Like again, like <laughs> my mom would be pissed if she read this. Eat I your, liked eat it. Eat your mama's pussy. I liked uh. it. It was part of the variety show for me. It was like, of course they're gonna have a dance number. Like, of course they're going to have a stand-up. It's yeah. a variety show. In a weird way, it was kind of like close from Dust Till Dawn. Yes. And I don't know why I give that a pass and don't give this a pass. 
I don't know why. Maybe because, again, this is just so obviously wearing its influences mm. on its sleeve and trying hard. I think hard. because I don't know. From Dust Till Dawn is fun from the beginning. And this movie it never is. embraces that it should... Like, this movie should be fun. If he had made this movie... Like, he he... He said that, like, while they were filming, they realized that it was taking on a sort of funny element, and he just let that play. Yeah. But if if he had been like, no, 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 if we're going to let that play, we need to... Actually, we need to, like, signal it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We need it to be fun from the beginning. And actually, it kind of is. The Captain Spaulding opening parts, they're fun. But then it cuts to the kids... And then they go through, and that all just is tense and not fun. And it could have been a funnier bit, and then it could be funny throughout, where it's yeah. just like now when it says showtime and there's a show, you're like, yeah, of course that would happen in this moment. Like, this is a silly movie. Also, those spalling opening scenes where they're, th- these robbers come in and try to like <laughs> rob the place, and then they turn around and kill them. Yeah. None of that shit ever comes back. No. No. Not at all. Yeah, that's, again, variety show. It's just like, this is just a segment. Yeah. Yeah. They, Here, here's he, a scene where the, the people that are the killers are the ones mm-hmm. that are being killed. And we never see the other guys talking to again. Remember, no. like, in the front? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's funny, and you never see them again. Like, right. Yeah. Also, I don't know if it's ever revealed in this what Spaulding's relationship to the family is. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah, it's he's baby's dad. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that that is totally, completely aping the guy that owns a gas station in TCM. Oh yeah, the cook, yeah. right? Yes, it is. You know, and, where it's instead like, of barbecue, he does fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, and in, which is, I mean, that's a good move. Yeah. I like a fried chicken. I prefer a fried chicken yeah. to a barbecue. Yeah. I must say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it's like in this, he tells him to go out to the the tree where Doctor Satan was hung. Mm-hmm. And in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they go out to you know the, the house that. They well, and in both, he's apprehensive to lead them that way, but mm-hmm. then does, and he doesn't look back. Like the cook doesn't feel bad that he sent the kids to that house, and. Captain Spaulding doesn't feel bad that he sent them out yeah. there. It's just a thing. And in both movies in different places, in Texas Chainsaw, obviously, um, uh, is it Sally ends up being you know, apprehended by the cook yes. at the gas station. Mm-hmm. At the end of this movie... Surprisingly, yeah. That's the same thing. She yes. ends up being picked up by Captain Spaulding, hitchhiking and stuff. Uh-huh. It's like, it's just the exact same fucking scenario. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't do a damn gas station. Mm-hmm. Come up with something else. Come on, dude. Yeah. It's just like, it is too on the nose. Although I like the whole like murder museum aspect. Oh yeah, that was cool. I think that that was really fun. Yeah. And, and it's a good way to deliver exposition about Dr. Satan. Like yeah. you present Albert Fish. First, m- people who are interested in serial killers know who that is. People who aren't will be like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's then you goes. present Ed Gein. People who know about serial killers, I know this. People yeah. who don't know are like, oh, that's interesting. And then Dr. Satan... People who know about serial killers are like, who's this? Right. People who don't know are like, who's this? And it's interesting. It's a well-done way of presenting the exposition. Yeah. That's actually why this movie's so even, is because these opening parts are so well-mapped out. Yeah. Like, it really does a good job. Like, if if Captain Spaulding killing those people then had some meaning throughout the movie... Totally. It would work better. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately in this, considering that the main characters are writing, like, a book about, you know, attractions across the roadways of America. Yeah, yeah, sideshows and stuff like that. 
that's all the reason that they needed to stop at this murder museum. Yeah. The whole, oh, it's a gas station too, is just so obviously to make it like Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, that's true. It's like, why not just have them stop at this there murder museum? There are a million signs about the museum. That's yeah. the only reason they need to stop. Yeah. yeah. And again, like having watched Dell's Rejects first and knowing the yeah. connection between Spaulding it does and the family. Ruin it. Yeah, it ruins it, it because you see that movie and you know like all this great completed stuff and you watch this and it's like, this is just a mishmash of incomplete ideas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because whenever you watch this movie on its own and you're like, now who was that Spalding guy? Mm-hmm. Who was that actually? I don't know. He was just some unconnected weird guy. Not connected at all. Not he just shows up whatsoever. again at the end and Otis happens to be in his backseat. Does and, he know Otis is back there? And we it might just know. be a dream. Exactly. Like, all that he shit does might be have a dream. The raise up of the knife is the end of Friday the 13th part one. Right. Where the kid jumps out and raises up his hand and it freezes. Like yeah. It is like this could be a dream. Yeah, and it's the end question mark. Yeah, and that's so stupid. That's dumb, yeah. <laughs> yes, so with this movie, it's the kind of thing where it's like, if if you go into this having not seen Devil's Rejects and you don't know Spaulding is related to the family, this just seems like a completely yes. disconnected, well, what the fuck was that storyline? But at the same time, that character is good. He's a great character. Yeah, I get why you don't dump it. Uh, again, this movie's only like an hour 20-something. Yeah, something like that. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like they had a lot to cut. Yeah. Um it doesn't it doesn't feel long. It feels an hour and thirty. I'm not saying it feels quick. Yeah, it doesn't breeze by. Yeah. You know, I mean like that considering that this was the same amount of time as that episode of Game of Thrones, this yes. this this was a big mistake. Way less action going on in this than an episode yeah. of Game of Thrones. <laughs> like I watched that episode of Thrones and then about fifteen minutes later Watch started this. this. So it's like, okay, that wasn't really a good appetizer to main course mm-hmm. kind of changeover. That was kind of my bad there. I thought it felt kinda kinda slow by comparison, but probably anything would have you know, compared yeah. to that game. That, that That's game true. Everything moves so quick in that. Yeah. yeah. So that probably was a bad on my part. Have you noticed while we were talking about the cast, we didn't talk about either of the of the female? Yeah, they're terribly written. They, they're, Abysmally. Yeah. yeah they, you couldn't tell them apart if you had to. No. The like only in, in one we notes. know is the one with a dad, but we don't know which one that is until no. like she's the last one surviving. And yeah. still, I don't know what her name is. Yeah. I mean, the only way I differentiated between the two in my notes were blonde or brunette. Yeah. If like, if I'm reducing you down to what hair color you are. Yeah, that's bad. Right. You have no character right. whatsoever, man. And that's kind of a common complaint among zombies flicks. The male characters all take the, all take the spotlight. Yeah. Female characters typically pretty thinly written. Yeah. You know? And well, the and that's probably why Lords of Salem doesn't do well because the main character is a female character and yeah. she's just not that well written. Right. Even though, again, as I said, like, I think Sherry Moon does a good job given that she's the protagonist in that. But it is why people just don't identify with it well because it's just not a well written character. And yeah, like, yeah. that Stephen King syndrome. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of a good female character in a. Actually, you know what? Laurie Strode, I think, in Halloween 2, I think she's pretty strong. Yeah. I think there's there's some depth to it. But, again, um, those Halloween movies are very divisive. <laughs> we'll cover them eventually. Yeah, um, we should. I can't believe we haven't done well, we just Halloween. Did, we just did Halloween 2 last Halloween, and yeah. then we did the new Halloween. 
we could skip to the Rob Zombie ones and not miss a beat and go back to part three, four, five, and six. Yeah, because they're unrelated. Yeah, but is this the first. This is the first Rob Zombie. Yeah, it's our first Rob Zombie movie. Huh. And Rob Zombie beat M Night Shyamalan. We haven't done an M Night Shyamalan movie. In That's this, true. Are in this podcast? That's true. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. So I don't know. The characters in this are kind of kind of hit and miss for me. There's characters that I'm like, yes, I want more of Otis. I want more of Spalding. Yeah. Than other characters where I just could not don't give care a fuck about Doctor Satan. No, even though it's like, I mean, it, that's like a cool haunted house moment. Seeing the Doctor Satan and then seeing his assistant with the big axe, like that's a cool. Like if you were in a haunted house, you'd be like, "Whoa, oh shit, we got to get out of here." Yeah. But in a horror movie, it's just like, uh, like we were dealing with like some sort of real world serial killer family, and now we're in this like weird yes. like yep sci fi, but also there's sort of zombies down there, dude. Like, that that to me, dude, the third act of this movie yeah, is it all where falls kind it's of just apart, like, yeah. God damn, like. The first part of this movie is this very... It's a pretty good setup. It's okay. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, it's nothing original. No. But it's a good setup. No. You could go original from it. Like, you could take the first act of this movie and then turn it into something different. Yeah. Well, I mean, even look at Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods yes. is basically the same as this shit. Exactly. So, the the immediate setup is fine. Yeah. Because it's it starts... the fact that it doesn't take it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because he'll, uh, uh, Cabin in the Woods starts with tropes yes. and then immediately subverts them. Mm-hmm. And this is like starts with tropes. And then just keeps them going. Kind of keeps going with yeah. them. You know, so you pretty much know what you're getting into. <laughs> it actually into. says, you know what? Final girls, fuck them. Yeah. We don't even need to know about them. Who nah, cares? Fuck it. Doesn't even matter. Yeah, like it, it takes our tropes and says, I don't even care about your tropes. Yeah. I'm going to do the, the generic things. And also not make an interesting final girl. Yep. So it's like kind of the first part of this movie is, yeah, again, kind of that schlocky, kind of funny, kind of crude, kind of grimy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Second act of this movie, once they get to the house. Yeah, it all kind of... It just kind of becomes Texas Chainsaw at yeah. that point. You're in this backwoods farmhouse. With more farmhouse. characters involved. Yeah. 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 Backwoods farmhouse, people being tortured by this weird fucked up family. Mm-hmm. And then third act of the movie, basically after they get buried alive or kind of put down in the well, basically in the yeah. coffin, then is just like, okay, I guess there's supernatural shit too. That's where to me, this is just like, okay, this really jumped the shark at this point. They get lowered down into the well and there's these like well zombies. Yeah, that makes no sense because they're under the water. They're under the like, water. Like, it. Some of the synopsis that are read, synopses that are read, said that they were uh, Doctor Satan's experiments. But it's like, was he doing experiments on how to breathe underwater for an amount of time that would have killed you? Yeah, like what's he doing? So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. No, because nothing in the movie has been supernatural. There has been nothing about this. Yes, it's silly and it's over the top, but ultimately. There's nothing that happened that couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then once we go underground, it's like, okay, now you're in a haunted house. There's zombies reaching up from the water. There's like a, a, a hallway lined with corpses and shit, which looks does cool. look awesome. Yeah, look cool. Again, looks like a damn haunted house. It looks like, exactly. It looks, looks like, like a, a fucking haunted, haunted house. house. It also, like when she comes to that, the door of his like yes. operating room, it's like the catacombs in France. Like, yeah, all the above, bones below. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Very sick. Yeah. And even, you know, I'll say like whenever she goes in there and there's, 
Well, okay. There's like some of his, I guess, lobotomized patients sitting there, like yeah, eating they, mush and they watching steal, TV. They had put them in rabbit costumes, and they steal her rabbit costume. Yeah. Yeah. Why? 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 Yeah. And then she's wearing this like Alice in Wonderland kind of dress. Outfit. Yeah. It, it is very much an Alice in Wonderland reference. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, white rabbits and stuff yeah. too. I guess they're also Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. But I don't know why that would come into effect here. Also in 31, there were people in rabbit costumes. Also in 31, there were people that were dressed as scarecrows that jumped off and got them. It's like, dude, fuck 31. It's just... Yeah, man, sorry, it's a bad just movie. give me flashbacks. Fuck it, <laughs> it's so, a bad movie. as she goes in there and she sees Dr. Satan, I'll even say, like... He looked the, cool. Yeah, dude, he the character cool. design yeah. is sick. He's got all these, like, mechanical kind of braces uh-huh. on his arms that are kind of helping him do yes. the surgery, and he's got this gas mask kind of thing what I w- What I think would have cool. been better is if, instead of having his assistant come out and be the badass with the axe, if he had, like, raised up Dr. Octopus style yeah. and chased her. That was a problem That would have been me, fucking dude. cool. Ultimately, unnamed worm face axe guy. Who actually... That was a real axe and almost axed the real actress because he couldn't yeah. see. Oh, my God. I read about that. We're like, ah, we figured she'd duck. Yeah. That's not cool. Bad filmmaking. That's not cool. Bad idea. No. <laughs> Liabilities. Uh-huh. Like crazy. But that guy ends up being the big bad. Dr. Yeah. Satan doesn't do shit. Like, Dr. Satan is experimenting on Chris Hardwick. Yeah. I guess, I guess he kills him. Yeah, I assume. Or he turns them into one of whatever those underwater zombies are or whatever the other mental patients are, yeah. But ultimately, the whole, like, reveal of Dr. Satan is real, and he's also this, like, inhuman monster, Mm -hmm. supernatural fucking creature. Yeah. It just really felt like the record skipped for me. And then, like I said, the fact that he has this mutant axe man... That is all fucked up looking yeah. at stuff. I'm like, okay, what movie is this now? <laughs> like, what movie have I stumbled into? You'll be surprised to know, Ben, that's not the original ending. The original ending was that Homer was Dr. Satan. Homer. Or Homer. not uh, Was Homer? The the old man. What? Was oh, it? like Grandpa? Yeah. Really? His name was Homer. I can't Hugo. Hugo. Fuck, Hugo. Okay, Hugo. Sorry. Hugo was Dr. Satan. Okay. Um... Rob Zombie intentionally shot a bad ending to get more money out of Universal to shoot the ending he wanted. Really? But the ending that he shot that was bad actually sounds fine to me. If Hugo turns out to be Dr. Satan and it's all just the family that we've already grown accustomed to be scared of is now like, hey, this is Dr. Satan or whatever. It's like... Yeah. Okay. Cool. I back that. Well, that yeah, also I don't goes want with the, a supernatural being no. under the ground. No, like, dude. Like, how do they eat? Like, what's going on under I there? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it goes into that whole thing of like, this is why you don't introduce new characters in the third act. Yes. Because you're like, well, who the fuck is this now? Right. Who are you now? <laughs> like, we've been told his name, and now we see him. Also, but Dr. like Satan. it was kind of on the nose. Doctor Satan is very much on the nose, but. Apparently, Rob Zombie, there was a, a real person named Dr. Satan who had a billboard in uh, wherever he was from in Massachusetts back in the day, and he, he now has that billboard in his house. Seriously? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there was a period of time where Anton LaVey was like on TV and shit. That's so, true. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Anton LaVey plays a, a part in this. They're the guy who stands in front of Captain Spaulding's with the big head. That's an Anton LaVey looking head. Oh shit! And the yeah, it is. the name of or the the 
tape that's playing when they lower them down into Dr. Satan's lair yeah. is uh, Anton LaVey saying the first line of one of his poems, the poet, bury me in an unnamed grave. And it just keeps repeating that. And, you know, I will say a few more things about this that it did well. Mm-hmm. I will say that the the sets and costumes mm-hmm. were super sick. Yes. The interior of they the house They really fucking are. Like, I think... Not only do all of the characters look like people, like they look like people dressed that way, yeah. But it also conveys how weird and gross they are, and also conveys how normal and regular the the kids are, yeah. But also, like just the house itself, it has a a weird vibe to it, but it's nothing over the top until you get to Otis's room. And Otis is an artist. I said this about the hitchhiker, and Mm -hmm. I think Rob Zombie caught the same thing I caught about the hitchhiker, that he's a serial killing artist. Like, he's killing because there's something in him he wants to express, and the only way he seems to be able to express it is with body parts. Right, yeah, Um, yeah. And the only way that Otis seems to be able to express it is by drawing or using body parts to make these new things. And, like, the walls of his room are just covered in all this insane art. And somebody fucking made that. Yeah. Like, that's real. And it looks so good. Like, it's such a, like, it's weird, obviously, but it looks like somebody really tapped into that mentality of somebody who, like Charles Manson, thinks of themselves as an artist, mm-hmm. but they're fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're out of their mind. And there's some, like, memorable fucked up stuff. Like, even whenever they open the shed and there's all the, like, tortured oh girls in God. there. That's, like, yeah, that's hard to look at. Open the trunk of the car and I think there's one of the cheerleaders girl, yeah. has, like, trick-or-treat, like, mm-hmm. carved into her skin and stuff. Yeah. There's some pretty good gross stuff in here when Sherry, like, scalps dude scalps hardware that's pretty fucking nasty not a lot uh, like uh not many people have survived being scalped yeah but there was a guy who survived being scalped by the comanche tribe i believe Uh. and he said that it sounded like thunder in his head jesus christ it just resonates as it's ripping off throughout your skull like, i thought they like killed people before they scalped them they'd scalp usually you alive they, they scalped them alive yeah they would scalp people alive and then kill them sometimes yeah jesus. but the scalping would generally cause people to go into enough shock to pass out so damn he he survived it and heard it and that's it scares me every time i see it now like it, since i heard that story i think it was a kid i read that story Every time I see like a uh, a western or something where they scalp somebody, I'm like, I can hear it in my head, just uh, like, Ugh. dude, that is fucking brutal. Ugh. Yeah, sets, costume, just generally the look of the movie is cool. And even yeah. like I said, those monster designs, even though I'm like, who the fuck are these? People? It looked cool. They look great. <laughs> yeah, they have a very like Mad Maxy yes. kind of look yeah. about them. Especially Doctor Satan looks mm-hmm. kind of like Emperor. Uh, whatever his fucking name is in Fury Road. Oh, right, yeah. You know, he kind of um, has that sort of look about him. Looks awesome. Right. I don't know, man. Like, I don't hate this movie as much as I watched it the first time. Whenever yeah. I watched it the first time, I was like, man, I thought this was supposed to be scary. Yeah. It's kind of silly. It wasn't, and, and we were watching it around the time it came out. So we were in the era. Yeah. And it just didn't hit at that time. I think when people look back on it now, they'll be like, yeah, that was different than everything else. So it, it has some 
validity. It, some value, validity. Yeah. It's a, it's more important than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. But those came out about I think the same year, two thousand three. I think so, yeah. And so, like, I don't know. It's not great, but at least he was trying something different. At least he was trying so. to do something new. And it's hit and which miss, which is pay homage to a ton of horror movies. Yeah, apparently. exactly. Yeah, and it's hit and miss. You know, it's like to me, ultimately, I would say how this movie feels mm-hmm. is as though he was in that meeting that we were talking about, where they were talking right. about the haunted house, and they're like, I don't know, do you have an idea for a movie? And he was like, oh, I'll, I'll tell him the first thing that comes to mind. Uh-huh. And then he got home and he's like, they want to give me a movie. This might be my only chance. I got to tell it all. everything I have to yeah. say. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be like if I had one song to write and I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know, it's going to be 27 minutes and it's going to have uh, country and uh, metal and reggae and uh, blues. And uh, I say scrap all that, make it toxic by Britney Spears and leave the office. The ultimate mutt of a yeah. song right there. Yep. Do you know what I mean, though? It feels like he just tried to say, this it might really be does. my only chance. Yeah, I'm going to do everything. And I understand that, actually. I understand that from his perspective of just being like, he had nothing to lose because yeah. he had a lucrative career as a musician. So oh, it's yeah. like, well, I'll go all the fuck out and try to get all my ideas out there. And maybe people will see it as my aesthetic as it is. I mean, that is his aesthetic. And want to see more of that. Right. Uh, maybe I can't tell the exact story that would bring more and more people in, but they see my aesthetic and they'll want to see more of that. Right. But for somebody that is clearly so obsessed with Texas Chainsaw and Hills Have Eyes, those mm-hmm. are obviously the comparisons the two biggest, to draws. Yeah. It's interesting to me that he seems to have kind of missed the point of a lot of those movies. <laughs> You know, where it's like... True, where you care more about the kids than the family. Yeah. Yes. Well, and also, too, that in those movies, they rarely ever really show you. Like, there's this Uh kind of, like, awful implied rape scene in Hills Have Eyes. Right, and that is hard to look at. Yeah. But then we see Otis just going to town on these cheerleaders that he's kidnapped and that's not fun to watch exactly yeah and it's like there's so much implied gore in texas chainsaw like there's barely any blood on screen in that movie but it's like he was doing it from memory and going yeah texas chainsaw is brutal i remember it being gross Yeah. yeah i gotta put a lot of gross stuff in this movie so yeah i'll do that so it seems like he's kind of missed the point of a lot of those movies and well i think actually he would say because i i did in an interview i read he was talking about his influence from watching late night 60s and 70s TV channels where they would yeah. show like Planet of the Apes. And if you didn't see Planet of the Apes then, you wouldn't see Planet of the Apes for two or three years until it was on TV again. So it was just in your memory. It was just right. in your memory. So he he's working off of, I think, an aesthetic that would have worked better in the 80s than it worked in 2003. Right. Where, like, in the 80s, everybody would have been like, yeah, I remember those. Whereas in 2003, people are like, I was not alive then. Right. Like, I'm 18. I'm going to see a horror movie. I was not alive when whatever aesthetic you're trying to copy existed. Can't connect with it. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, too, like, with those movies with, again, Hell's Have Eyes and Texas Chainsaw, especially in the case of Texas Chainsaw, Mm -hmm. there's so many times in that movie where what you're seeing is so plainly presented Mm -hmm. and so unaffected by film filters or excessive set design or anything like that that like 
there's times when you're watching Texas Chainsaw that you're like, I guess I'm watching a documentary. Yes. Like, you can really get lost <laughs> in that movie and yes. feel like I'm watching some fucked up snuff film. Yeah. Like, that I I'm just an asshole standing in the corner not doing anything. <laughs> exactly. Is how you feel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And in this movie, he's clearly trying to go for that. But at the same time, with all these, like, smash cuts and shit... Uh-huh. Where it's like just for no reason in between scene Rash by cut scene. To something goofy, yeah. Yeah, it's like we'll get this weird bleached out faded shot of like centipedes and a guy licking his lips. <laughs> you know, or like you said, those random scenes where it's like, I'm going to find that skunk egg. Yeah. Or like, hell is here. The devil took that was me there. Weird. That one I think is like the easily most cuttable moment of this. Why the where fuck it's like, is that in here? That's Who is that not guy? Connected. What's he talking about? Nobody knows. I have no idea what that's about, man. And to me, in this movie, it just keeps reminding you, hey, you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. It's like there, there might as true. well be like just hard stops and title cards being like, relax. This didn't happen. <laughs> These are actors. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't get too connected because no. it's not real. This is fake. Yeah. This is a movie. And all those jump cuts, dude, I kept. I started keeping a list mm-hmm. in this movie. And I'm not even talking about the jump cuts where you see... You know, Otis fucking with these people or like Sherry Moon, like uh, razzling around with a mm-hmm. skeleton and stuff like that. Just the totally unrelated jump cuts. There are 13 in this movie. 13 of these where it's just like, well, here's some random shit yeah. in between scenes. Yeah. It's shit that looks great in a music video. If it's a yeah. three minute long it music really video. Does. Yeah, in a music video where there really is no story necessarily. Yeah. Like, you're just being led along by the images. Yeah, here's that imagery. Works. Right. Yeah. It totally works. But in a movie, it just does that thing where we've talked about. It, it reminds you that you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. This isn't happening. This is fake. Yeah. This is made by a director. Yeah, this certainly know? never scared me. No, 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 never. Not even once. There are two jump scares in this that I was like... <sighs> I mean, one of yeah. them I think maybe should have stayed is the baby jump scare with uh, Rain Wilson at the beginning where it's mm-hmm. just like that kind of initiates the playfulness of maybe like they're not worried about going in because it's a little playful. Right. But then later there's a dog jump scare that it's just like, come on, where'd that man. fucking dog come from? Right. There's no mention of a dog before. Now there's a dog. Yeah, yeah. Totally out of nowhere. And then just all those ineffective plot lines. I mean, it's like they, they ultimately call, you know, she calls her dad. Her dad calls the cops. The cops come all the way out mm-hmm. there. And then they just get nuked right away. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There is no, like, okay, maybe that this whole thing is going to come to a close. That is the beginning of Devil's Rejects, though. Yeah, I is. know he didn't intend that. Yeah. But it was perfect for the setup uh-huh. at the beginning. Because the cops so. are just like, got to get my fucking revenge yeah. yeah and that's what makes it good yeah but in this movie it's like ultimately there's this threat of like okay the cops are coming maybe the good guys are going to prevail and no. help them get out no they get scorched like right Immediately, away yeah. so there's no Nothing. tension of like maybe this will fix itself yeah no not really you know yeah and ultimately then it just goes to like i said crazy like zombie movie monster yeah. shit none of that none of that fits with the rest of the town no. it's there, very uneven so there needed to be somebody saying no on the set of this movie like i said going into it this time knowing that it wasn't just a straight supposed to be horror scary fucked right. up movie i was able to enjoy it a little bit more yeah than i, I also think with some distance from i mean it's been uh, probably 
13, 14 Golly, years since yeah, I've seen it's, it. It's been a while. Having for some me distance too. from it and having just, you know, we've had the, I, I think, a renaissance of great horror movies in the past decade. Having all that happen and these like original ideas like The Witch and It Follows and all yeah. that stuff coming out. And then looking at this, paying homage to those 70s movies, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a cool throwback in 2019. Right. In 2003, it's like, well, they've been doing meta horror now for like five, six years. Like, yeah, there's kind of more interesting things afloat. <laughs> yeah, by this try point. to come yeah. up with something new. Like, you're doing meta horror and they're doing remakes. Like, they're all doing homage. <laughs> like, right. Try to not just pay homage. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. I, like I said, there's good things in this. The Devil's Rejects just pays them off all as they needed to be mm-hmm. you know it's like all the characters are much better fleshed out the direction is much more focused yeah this is just obviously very unfocused yeah and kind of sloppy and feels like three different movies to me this as i said before this feels like i need to say everything i need to say this yeah. is my one shot to do it all and doing it all isn't better than doing one thing no really really well no it doesn't yeah i don't know that i'll like be in a hurry to watch this again no i can't imagine when i would ever be like let's throw on house of a thousand corpses no i mean but at the same time it's like if i go to somebody's house and this is on i'm not going to be like turn this off immediately Turn this garbage off i will not allow this yeah you know it's not that kind of which you do at people's houses a lot invite ben over to your house but oh, don't have time. a movie on. Uh-uh. No, I'll shut that thing fuck, down. Yeah. I'll shut that what thing down. What is this? Oliver and company? <laughs> fuck that cat and his friends. I just feel like if I went to somebody's house and they were like, yeah, dude, watching House of Thousand Corpses, I would be like, uh, cool. Like, okay. have you ever have you ever seen Texas Chainsaw? Have you ever seen Hills Have Eyes? Like, let's watch those instead. Have you ever seen Air Bud 2? Yeah. That, that's Check bad. out Air Bud 2. Air Bud Dose. <laughs> that's when he played football, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, it's like, I just feel like I would try to encourage people to watch, instead of watch this movie, watch the stuff that influences this movie, because yeah. it's You'll get a lot better. more out of it. Way, way better. better. I think if I'm going to toss this thing a, a rating on a scale of 10, I think I'm going to hit this with a four and a half. What? Below the midline, Benjamin? dude. Below the midline. I know. I actually did not think that this would happen. I'm going to give it a four. I thought you would be lower than me. I think you're right. I mean, we're both right. It is right there in that range where it's like, it's not quite middle of the road good. It's not quite, I want to watch it anytime good, but it's also just like, well, yeah, it's got some goodness to its creativity, et cetera. And it does lead to Devil's Rejects, which is a double thumbs up plus. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, yeah, four, four and a half. That's where it's at. This is this movie. Like, it's yeah. no better than that, for no. sure. <laughs> Honest to God, though, you know, I think that my the fact that I'm giving this a four and a half is because I watched 31 last night. Yeah. Like, yeah, I in just comparison. watched it last night. Yeah. In comparison. I really think yeah. that if we would have done this podcast before I watched 31, I probably would have been like three. Yeah. But it's like the fact that I know how just mm. fucking busted and shot <laughs> Rob Zombie's vision of redneck backwoods torture fucking yeah. people can be because I've mm-hmm. watched 31. Yeah. I think elevated this 
You know, the other day I probably would have said three. Yeah. But after having seen just how fucking bad it can get, I'm like, yeah, this is very watchable compared I mean, when, to damn 31. When Emily asked me earlier what I would give it, I said 4.5. Yeah. And I said, I bet after we talk about it, it could it could go down or up a little. But that's about right. Like, yeah. it's not, it's just not middle of the road good. Like, if it's on, I'm a-okay with just finishing it mm-hmm. like if somebody turned on autopsy of jane doe i'd be like sure i'll sit through this that's your five that's yeah, yeah. my five it's my middle list of the road but you know with this it's like uh, could we try something else yeah yeah maybe like, something else another doing. movie maybe yeah but if they insisted i'd watch it right mm-hmm. right on man well this will certainly not be the last bobby zed movie that we cover <laughs> here on the show that's not, yeah it's there's no way that we um we stop at House of a Thousand Corpses because we got Devil's Rejects, yeah, which is awesome. We got the Halloweens and Three from Hell coming out this year, which I, I mean, it's the the third in the trilogy of House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. I don't. I mean, we saw thirty one. God, it's bad. I I really hope that in this one, like he got some opposing viewpoints. He got some other voices just saying like, eh, like I hope somebody's there to say no. Yeah. I really, really do. So yeah, we'll find out about that later on here. Now, next week on the show, we've got a very special edition and this is cool too, because we've done recorded it. Future Ben and Steve. We recorded a very special Mother's Day episode. Mm -hmm. You've heard of them. With my favorite bad mother in all the world, our best buddy, Lindsay, who is on the show as a very special guest for the first time. Our second ever guest on the show. Yeah, and she she, uh, is awesome like yes we don't gush about her in the episode because she's sitting right next to us and right. she's our friend and you don't do that about your friends but uh Lindsay was the lead singer of a band called vertigo yep which we both really dig i still listen to pretty regularly and yeah. also ono fiasco her yeah second ono band. fiasco was her second band and she's fucking awesome like she's one of my not favorite only, people in the world not only super talented but very smart and funny so Absolutely the episode is so. great and we're going to be talking about Mother. Mother! By Darren Erner. Yeah. And it's kind of up for debate. Is like, is this a horror movie or not? But I found it fucking horrifying. Yeah, it is horrifying. <laughs> it is a fucked up movie. Like, I think it it's fits. way more fucked up than House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes, by far. Way more fucked <laughs> way up. Way more fucked up. So we thought this would be a perfect topic to do for Mother's Day, along with Mother of the Year, our good buddy <laughs> Lindsay. We voted, but she's Mother of the Year. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. so. So you guys be sure to tune in next week and check that out and hear our thoughts on that very strange and extremely divisive flick people hate yeah, this fucking movie they do people really hate which is movie. weird to me i mean i'll, I'll say uh, that spoilers I, I think it's awesome yeah i think it's a pretty great movie um so if you haven't seen it check it out it's on hulu um if you have seen it maybe check it out again after you listen to the episode if you didn't like it maybe you'll find some reason to like it but if you don't like it hey Listen to us because we also talk about things we don't like about it. There you go. Yeah, we, we we're do. not just all about praising that Darren Aaron 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 Aaron. Man, fuck you, Darren Aaron 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 Aaron. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Noah sucked. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't it's seen. Horrible. It. It's a stupid fucking. It's the only movie. one of his I haven't seen. Keep it that way. 
Maybe we'll you, go home and watch The Wrestler. Maybe that's what you do for some razzle around. Mm-hmm. You guys be sure to rate and review on iTunes. And y'all can follow us all over the social media. Man, we're all over the place. At Dead Lovely Pod on I've the Instagram, it. on all the Twitters. Over. Um, Facebook, we got a dead and lovely horror movie, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, damn right we do. Um, we got, uh, Patreon. Patreon. Go check her out. Links all, all over all the social medias. We're on YouTubes. We're all over the place. We're worldwide. Hey, let us know if you want to upload our videos to Pornhub, because I'll do it. I don't give a shit. People watch stuff on there, I guess. They do, apparently. Some safe for work stuff on Pornhub. Yeah, that's apparently a thing. Because apparently Pornhub, unlike like YouTube actually just pays you and doesn't, you know, take your videos off for no reason because there were like three notes that they thought sounded like imagine. Right, right. Yeah. I would I would like to make money like that. I would cool. too. I would give pretty a shit. cool. Actually, we should probably do that. Let's just go Pornhub. Yeah. Let's go Let's ahead just do porn. Find us on Pornhub. Watch our porn. <laughs> you guys know what to do. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out next week's episode, Mazar, with special guest Lindsay. You guys have just been so fucking wonderful. You're so much better than we deserve. So much better. So kind. So gentle. Oh, such wonderful people. Meanwhile, we have been dead and lovely. And we love you. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Run, rabbit. Run. Hey, girl. Run, rabbit. Where are you going? Run rabbit. Dress like a rabbit. Run rabbit. Did they say run rabbit enough goddamn fucking times in that scene? I hated that. (laughs) It just kept cutting to Otis going, run rabbit, run rabbit. Yeah. Like we get it. You're white trash. We got it. They were like, all right, do it again, Otis. Do it again. More. Do it again. Okay, we're going to use all four takes. More of that. Run rabbit. Okay, run rabbit. Mm hmm. Yeah. Run along. Rate and review on iTunes. Bye. I saw this video clip the other day of this guy who had some kind of like flat boards attached to the bottom of a dirt bike mm-hmm. and was like out on the ocean, like basically like riding on top of the water of a crowded beach where there were like people in the surf and in the waves and stuff. And he's riding a dirt bike across the fucking water. If you were out there enjoying your vacation. <sighs> that's a party foul. Yeah. And you hear this revving ass dirt bike. Oh, Jesus. That's probably leaving like a trail of oil and gasoline in the water mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. How mad would you be? Revving your engine. Not cool. In general, no. right? It's just not cool. No. Yeah. So out here enjoying the ocean. Ah, the sounds. Ooh, wonderful. Dirt bikes are loud as fuck. Yeah, they're the worst. I mean, they're not the worst. Oh, yeah. No, but yeah. They're really fucking loud. Yeah. <laughs> they're worse than Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy that rode a dirt bike where he had like, like cut the muffler off mm. and all that stuff. I mean, just, I'm talking like 140 dB loud, just unreal. And he would How go much down, attention do you need, oh really? God, how small can your penis get? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but he would ride this dirt bike down uh, the street that I lived on when I was a kid at just... I mean, like 80 miles an hour. Jesus. Insane. Yeah. And then we found out that he got in a wreck. He hit a stop sign. Mm-hmm. It decapitated him. Mm. How's he doing? He's good. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's hanging in there. Yeah. So he's yeah. probably stopped riding that dirt bike. Oh, yeah. He's done with the dirt bike. Done with the dirt bike. That's over. Started also, a dirt nap. It goes to show you helmet laws.
they don't always save you. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. In in California, like bikers can split lanes. Like, oh, can, I hate that. It's Whoa. so scary. You're gonna die. It makes me so nervous to see yeah. that shit. And guys like going down the road, like doing wheelies and stuff. Oh God. You just want to die. Right. You want to die. Hey, okay. Here's what I think they think is gonna happen. <laughs> They'll do that wheelie, and then a girl is gonna follow them somewhere, and then be like, "Oh my God." When you did what? that wheelie. Yeah. It aroused And me. I say girl because there's no woman in their mind. <laughs> They're looking for a girl. Not for a girl. They're Got looking it. for a girl. A woman is their mom. <laughs> Gross, dude. Yeah. No, I went like a 15-year-old. <laughs> but that's what they, they really think. Like She's going to be like, wow. It's pretty hot. You got, you got good balance, you I got, guess. You got good upstand. Wow. Let's see how your upstand is off that bike. <laughs> and he'd be like, hey. Let's just pay more attention to the bike, all right? <laughs> more, you look, you more look about at the, bike. the wheelie, please. <laughs> a little more, a little more. Wheelie, this is like my erect penis, guys. <laughs> See it? It's tall. It's uh, very close to vertical. Very close. It's like dangerous how big it is. It's, uh, it's scalding hot. <laughs> like um, a dick should be. People like that, I think. Very loud. <laughs> Extremely loud. The emissions are... You ready for a scalding hot dick? <laughs> scalding hot boner. <laughs> no, no one would ever be turned on by that. Dude, you stick this thing in, it sizzles. Oh, oh it's like sleepaway camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like sleepaway camp. Exactly, yes. Yeah. 